strike. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon, live from Benedetti Diamond on the campus of University of San Francisco. Cougar baseball back on the air. Cougar's successful start to this three-game series as they won the first one 9-2 to two yesterday. Brent Norton again uh, joined by Jeff Bills here this afternoon. Beautiful uh, San Francisco day. And and I know uh, Coach Mike Littlewood hoping for the same kind of result uh, performance from his team that he got yesterday, Jeff. Well, that's exactly what he wants. He wants to just carry over the momentum he had from yesterday's game. He, uh, the Cougars showed some real spirit, some real grit yesterday. They jump out ahead and give up a couple runs and then immediately answer back and kept the pressure on and end up winning big, 9-2. Had a chance to sit down with Coach Littlewood just a few moments ago and get his thoughts uh, before uh, game two here in San Francisco. We are here with head coach Mike Littlewood. Mike probably slept a little bit better last night. Great performance by your team yesterday, 9-2 in the first game of this three-game set against San Francisco. Yeah, I felt, I felt like we played just well-rounded baseball yesterday. Played good defense, and Jordan Wood and uh, Rhett Parkinson uh, both battled on the mound for us. And, and uh, you know, I was really proud of Woody yesterday. He threw six innings and didn't have his best stuff. But what I loved about him is when he, didn't, when he lost his feel for his fastball, I think it was in the fifth inning, maybe fifth inning, lost his feel for his fastball and curveball. He found a way, after giving up a couple runs, to leave those guys on second and third base, and that was huge for us. And then we come back and answer. So... Played defense, pitched it, and, and uh, you know put up 18 or 19 hits. That, I couldn't ask for more than that. Like you said last night in the postgame, it, it really did feel like last year. I mean, you knew the guys coming up were going to come through, and, and that's what happened. Uh, hopefully we can see that same kind of performance here these last few games. Well, it was nice to see production from 7, 8, 9 on our lineup. Casey, uh, Mitch McIntyre, and Kobe Kelton. You know, Mitch and Kobe, a couple freshmen, got big hits for us. Mitch got a two-out double. Kobe got a two-out single, both RBIs. Um, and Casey came up there and, and battled and got a couple of hits with Brian Sue out of the lineup. Casey's getting a chance to, to get in there and start. But the nice thing is that the, the guys who we plan on, that we count on, actually did the job as well. And so it, it felt like last year. <laughs> you know. It, and what's a little bit frustrating um, and makes me kind of have migraines every once in a while is that's the potential of our team this whole year. And for some reason we just didn't, you know, couldn't find the, a way to gain that confidence to do that day in and day out. Of course, it starts on the mound. Ornito, their, their guy starting, the right-hander. Hayden Rogers for you, the lefty. Uh, you're number two starter here the last month or so, and, and uh, Hayden has struggled at times. Hopefully, good effort here tonight and to get you deep into the ball game. Well, I think we've learned with Hayden that we probably have to have a guy in the pen this year ready to go at moment's notice because uh, you know if Hayden throws six, seven balls in a row, we know it's time to get him out. That might be in the second inning, and it might be in the sixth inning. It's just It's just hard to tell, and that's a little bit... Uh, causes a little bit of anxiety on my part, but I just think we're going to have a short leash and not let this game get away with a, uh, away from us. Uh, meaning, I don't want I don't want to get down four or five runs. I mean, I want to stay within two runs, whether we're ahead or behind, um, going into the sixth, seventh inning, and give give ourselves a chance to win. And so Hayden will be on a short leash today, and we'll have Blake in a way and and Bo Burrup, our two best guys available right now that can go long for us. And we know we have Drew Zimmerman at the end as well to, to kind of shut things down if the game's, uh, you know, if the game's right. 
Benedetti Diamond here, one of the most interesting ballparks I've ever been in. Uh, really kind of a cool, it's kind of grown on me. I didn't used to like it, but I like it now. Uh, anything you do defensively with that little short porch and right, anything you do defensively different? Yeah, there actually really is. The, you know, that, the, the surface on the bottom of that wall underneath the padding is um, an artificial brick. So the ball just, when it hits that, it's almost like a cushion. So um, we've actually learned this. We stole it from them. We see how they play us, and we play. It helped us yesterday. We had uh, their nine-hitter um, just right in the gap and short. So we'll play, we'll play Brock in the right center gap, play him a little bit short. And anything down the line is, is going to probably be no, no, more than a, no more than a double. And a lot of times it's going to be a single if it comes off that wall hard. And so we give up that line a little bit, depending on the hitter. Um, and and uh, just pretty much play everything else straight up. Maybe maybe left fielder a little bit more in, in the gap that way. Because if the ball's pulled down the line again, it's going to be it's not going to be more than a, than a double. But if it gets to the gaps, I mean, it, it could be triple inside the park home run for a right guy. It was interesting yesterday. I did notice San Francisco was playing that way. Just about everybody, yeah. way over. I mean, shaded way to left center. And uh, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense down that right field line. Yeah, they just don't want to. They don't want to give up the the double triple, um, put potentially a home run if it hits that wall different because there's so many different angles. The other thing too is the the way that wall is angled from three, right down the right field line is 300, and then it goes deep to to 405. Everything that hits that wall is going to kind of come back to the to the fielder anyway, and so it it really is conducive to singles down the right field line. But it's it's a triples home run inside the home run inside the park home run to right center if you let it uh, get away from you. All right, Coach A, we'll. Uh... Congratulations on the win yesterday. We'll talk to you on the postgame. Good luck today. Thanks, Brent. All right, back here at uh, Benedetti Diamond, just about ready for baseball here. Cougars and the Dons. The Cougars starting lineup, Brennan Anderson will lead it off. He'll be followed by Sneeman, the shortstop. Rock Hill in right field bats third. Nate Favero will bat cleanup. He'll bat uh, play at first base. Left fielder is Keaton Kringlin batting fifth, batting sixth. Dave Clausen, the catcher. McIntyre, Mitch, that gets the start in center field. He'll bat seventh. Casey Jacobson, Third base, uh, batting eighth, and uh, Kobe Kelton, the DH, bats uh, ninth. And uh, if it's fixed, uh, or if it's ain't broke, don't fix it. And after that 9-2 win, we see the exact same starting lineup. Hayden Rogers on the hill for the Cougars. Riley Ornito on the hill for San Francisco as we are ready for baseball. And uh, Brennan Anderson steps in. First pitch just a little bit low, ball one. Ross Piskarich is the first baseman, Aaron Ping at second, Michael Perry the shortstop, and Jack Winkler at third base. Matt Campos is behind the plate today for the Dons. And the 1-0 pitch, fly ball. Beatty Bate, right fielder coming in a few steps. He'll make the catch for the out. Boy, Brent, you're exactly right. No reason to change much. Just kind of continue what was happening yesterday in game one. Ornito, a fantastic year. Eight wins, two losses, an ERA of 1.80 for Riley Ornito. This will be his uh, 12th start. He's thrown 80 innings, 79 strikeouts. Opponents only hitting 165 against Ornito. There's a good fastball over for a call strike. Well, and so far we've only seen one hitter, but he does not have an overpowering fastball. The one breaking pitch we've seen, slider, was a little bit Pitch to Sneeman, a swing and a miss for but strike two. He's going to have good control. He's going to throw to spots and keep the ball down. Six four hundred eighty-five pounds sophomore, Mountain View, California, is Ornito. And the right-hander looks in. Sneeman batting from the left side. He swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Two men down. 
Conditions here much like yesterday. Wind blowing out toward left field. Almost the exact same uh, situation we had in the ball uh, yard yesterday. Same weather, everything feels exactly the same, doesn't it? Raquel, uh, big game yesterday, a single-double home run for the Cougar Jr. He's now got eight home runs on the year and 30 RBIs. He's hitting 343 as he leads the Cougars in just about every offensive category. He's had a tremendous year. And here's the 1-0 pitch. That's off the plate for a ball. Brock sure this is, is the one guy that uh, San Francisco has determined not let this guy beat us. Exactly. I'm going to pitch him very carefully. And it's strength against strength because Brock does not swing. It pitches outside the zone. 2-0 pitch, fly ball, deep right field, right fielder going back. That is a foul ball. From our broadcast area, we cannot see that uh, corner of the field. Just a... Uh, have to take a look at the umpire, and he uh, called it foul. What I liked there was watching Brock hustle real good down the line. That was too close to not really move quickly in case it did go into fa- fair territory. Remember, only 300 down the line here, down that right field line. 330 and left, 405 feet in straightaway center field. Pitch to Hale is down low <laughs> for a ball. That ball was pretty close. Van Rappahorst, the home plate umpire, got his arm up like he was ready to call it a strike and then backed away. Ball ends up four or five inches down and off the plate. Here's a 3-1. That pitch is over for a strike. Cornito, as I mentioned, a sophomore. Impressive eight wins, two losses. The right-hander looks in, and here's the 3-2 pitch to Haley. Wings and misses on a breaking pitch. And the Cougars retired here in the first on a pair of strikeouts. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing, and San Francisco coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Uh, back here as we go to the bottom of the first. Cougars were retired in order in the top half. Uh, Hayden Rogers will take over on the hill for the Cougars here in game two. Hayden, five wins, four losses. 5.44 earned run average for the senior out of Mesa, Arizona. Hayden wearing number 23. Cougars in the pinstripe road uniforms, gray. And Jonathan Allen, who was 0 for 4 in yesterday's game, will step in. He's a left-handed hitter. And Rogers' first pitch, that ball is grounded out to Favero. He's got it. He'll take it all by himself, steps on the bag for the out. So one pitch, one out here for the Dons in the first. And uh, Tyler Villaroma steps in. He's a center fielder today. Did not see him in yesterday's game. He'll bat from the right side. 230 average, the sophomore out of San Mateo, California. Villaroma, I'm sure, getting the start with the left-hander on the hill for the Cougars. And here is Hayden's first pitch, and that is uh, a little bit outside ball one. Van Rapphorst, the home plate umpire, you'll be able to maybe even hear him at times uh, <laughs> say where the pitch is. He called that one outside. That pitch is over. A ball and a strike. Well, Hayden Rogers has gotten off to a good start. One out, one pitch. Yeah, it can't be much better than that. That's the way you want to start. 1-1, strike two called. Inside corner fastball. 
Michael Perry's on deck, the shortstop. As Rogers, one and two. Pitch just missed. Boy, good location right there. That's a really good pitch. Van Rappaport almost rung him up on that. You could see kind of jerk a reaction with his right arm. That's 2-2 pitch. That's outside ball three. Three balls and two strikes to Villaroma. Make this guy hit the ball as the objective for pitcher. Do not want to give him a free base. There's a ball hit right at Sneeman. Sneeman with the backhand throw to first for the out. And when the ball gets hit to Sneeman, you have a pretty good idea that uh, a play will be made. Yeah, and have you noticed that infielders on these artificial surfaces, they do not hesitate to go field the ball with their backhand. Natural turf, you want to kind of round that ball up so you're a little, you know, chesting it up. He could have, but makes it so easy to backhand and just make a real good play. First pitch to Perry, curveball over for a strike. Uh, of course, Sneeman, defensive player of the year last year in the conference, and this year 142 assists, uh, five errors for Daniel. Here's the 0-1 that's outside. A ball and a strike to Michael Perry. Schneeman does something you don't see players at this level really do all the time, but he does it so consistently. And balls hit to his right. Which is down low, ball two. When he goes to backhand a ball, he bends deeper than you think you have to. You know, you bend your knees a little deeper on a backhand. All too often, if you don't, you don't get the glove down deep enough to make sure you catch it. He fundamentally does that extremely well. 2-1 pitch. That ball's hit into left field. Base hit by Perry. Past uh, Casey Jacobson at third base. So a two-out single. And that will bring uh, Puskarich to the plate. You know, the other thing that Sneeman does so well is he positions his feet yeah, as the ball great. is coming. Exactly right. Man. I mean, footwork is say, great. His, his transfer, his footwork is just unbelievable. Yeah, he's never, he moves his feet. You know, good infielders recognize you've got to always be moving your feet. You cannot reach. Scarich steps in, first pitch inside, ball one. By the way, that single that Rodgers gave up, that was a darn good pitch that he uh, he let a single get, you know, a single was hit off from him, but just, you know, pulled a ball that was on the outside part of the plate, probably a strike, and yeah, good pitch. Tip your cap really to good pitch. You know, Perry, very good hitter. Perry just Came reached out. At, uh, 342 and uh, with seven home runs, 37 RBIs. So he's he's the guy in that lineup that you really just can't let beat you. Piscarich takes the pitch up high. Piscarich yesterday uh, singled to right <laughs> and thought he had a double, started cruising in, and uh, Coach Littlewood's really crediting Sneeman for the deep right deke. there. Yeah. Sneeman didn't th- made him think the ball wasn't coming. Then it was coming from Brock Hill, and they did throw him out. That pitch is outside for ball three. Well, and, you know, that was a great deke by Schneeman, but we saw Piscot, he didn't go in very hard. He was not hustling. In fact, you noticed yesterday one of the things different between BYU and San Francisco was BYU hustled a lot more than San Francisco did. There was a lot more action, a lot more activity, more energy on the BYU side. Here's a 3-0 pitch. That's over for a strike, 3-1. and one. 
We are in the bottom of the first. No score, San Francisco and BYU. Cougars uh, won game one yesterday by a score of 9-2. First game of a three-game set. They'll play again tomorrow. Tomorrow's game will start at 1 o'clock here locally, so that'll be 2 o'clock back in uh, Utah, and we'll have uh, that game for you. As well as all the rest, Cougars will take on Stanford uh, Tuesday afternoon from Sunken Diamond. That's a 1 o'clock start there. And then Cougars will come home and play three games to end the season against Pacific. Ball hit pretty well. Brock Hale going back. He's going to be right there, make the catch for the out. And the Cougars uh, retire the Dons on one hit. We're through one complete. No score, Dons. Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Nate Favero steps in, fouls the first pitch, and knocks uh, the umpire's mask right off. Uh, Billy Rand Rapports. That's no way to start a baseball game if you're an umpire. <laughs> so He's right with the count on Favero. He's checking all his fillings. Favero swings and misses at a fastball, and uh, Nate quickly behind in the count, 0-2. Arnito had uh, two strikeouts in the first, both Sneeman and Hale. And now he's gone 0-2 on uh, Nate Favero. Ornito is a crafty pitcher. We have not. That ball hammered right field. Right fielder going back. Bate, that's off the wall. Bate will pick it up and hold Favero to a single. Yeah, you're right. It is a single off the wall. Uh, Bate <laughs> played that thing perfectly. And, uh, boy, it's uh, – you know, you talk about the, the defensive adjustments in the ball in this ballpark. We saw right there. Well, it sounds so funny to hear you say a ball is smashed off the wall for a single. Yeah. Well, 300 feet away, that ball jumped quick, smashed against the netting in right field. Keaton Kringlin steps in. Cooper's uh, first hit of the ball game. And Kringlin hammers one foul down the third base side. Keaton a little ahead of that pitch. <laughs> hit it hard, but I'm telling you, he was, uh, the ball was hit, line shot just about right over the top of the dugout into the, the netting. He was looking little, fastball and got one on the little, inside part of the plate and hit little, it 15 feet foul. A little quick on the trigger there. No balls and a strike to the uh, junior out of Cedar City. And Kringlin hammers one to left field base hit. That was a breaking pitch. It was up. And Kringlin yep. hit it hard. That is the first pitch Arnito has thrown that has not been really good down in the strike zone. But he leaves a slider that didn't slide much up in the zone. Kringlin hits it good right through the six hole for a single. David Clausen steps in. David three for five yesterday. Average up to 280 now on the year for Clausen. He hit one off the wall uh, in yesterday's game and singled as Clawson steps in. And uh, they made a move to second base. Could be a sacrifice situation here for Clawson. We'll see what they hasn't shown bunt yet as Ornito World didn't make the throw to second. Just trying to keep uh, Favero close to the bag. Makes a lot of sense. Bunt the ball down the first baseline with a right-handed pitcher. Very tough to come over and make a play at third base. Got him uh, swinging away, and he takes the first pitch down low. Ball one. 
And you McIntyre know, on deck. Excuse me, Brent, but you know when you've got a situation like this, men on first and second, nobody out, a potential bunt, everything that happens should be called by the catcher. That's why it's so important here. A throw to third base only goes there if the catcher says third base. It's automatic, other than that, to go to first base and get the out. I'm always surprised at how many teams just don't execute that correctly, and it always gets them into trouble. And catcher, you know, has got the best view for sure. Everybody else is uh, their backs or the base runners. He sees the field. Here's the pitch to Clawson. That's outside. Two balls and a strike to the Cougar catcher, Clawson. Cougars with back-to-back hits to start the second inning off here at Benedetti Diamond here on the campus of uh, University of San Francisco. You know, the last thing you want to do is let Ornito get into a real rhythm throwing the ball down. Those two hits by Favaro and Kringlin saw pitches a little up, especially with Kringlin. Took advantage of it. Big thing. 2-1 pitch gets away from the catcher, and the runners are going to advance. Ball off the turf and slid under the catcher uh, Campos's glove, and the Cougars... Now with runners at second and third base, a 3-1 or a 3-0. I think it's 3-1 count on uh, Clawson. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. No, 3-0 count. That is right. Instead of looking to sacrifice, putting men on second and third, now pass ball allows him to stroke a single and strike first. 3-0 and the pitch. That's over for a strike. Generous strike. Yeah. Was low. Just because it's 3-0 doesn't mean it's automatic. So three balls and a strike to Clawson. Had an RBI yesterday, last night, now has eight on the year. And Ornito's pitching. Clawson hammers that one down the first baseline. That is a fair ball. Extra bases for Clawson. He's going to second base, and he'll slide in safely with a double and a two RBI double here in the second. Cougars out on top here on three consecutive hits. They lead two to nothing. And that's got to shake Ornito for San Francisco a little bit. First number of hitters threw the ball down really well. Kept it in the bottom part of the strike zone. And then he leaves two pitches up and he gets hurt with singles both ways. And then Clausen comes up and on a 3-1 count sees a fastball right in his wheelhouse. Just belt high and he turns on it and rips it down the right field line. McIntyre steps in. Mitch, uh, center fielder, with a runner at second base. Still nobody out here in the second inning. And the pitch to McIntyre is up high, ball one. You see Arnito right now, Brent. You probably noticed the same thing. He's starting to rush his pitches already, and we're only here in the top of the second inning. Speeding up his tempo, not staying calm and relaxed, rushing things a little bit, feels the pressure. Here's the 1-0 to McIntyre, and that's outside. Uh, throw down to second base. And Clausen uh, diving back into the bag. <laughs> Pretty close play down there, Clausen. Big secondary lead. Really no reason for that. With, with, with nobody out, yeah, you're exactly right. There's no reason to even make a throw happen. Got a chance to go up 3-0 on consecutive hits, create real momentum. 2-0 pitch, that's down low ball three. 
Last thing you want to do is kill a rally beginning. Hornito looked so good in the first. Boy, he did. Now he's Gave lost control. A, got ahead of Favero, then Favero singled off the wall. Creek, Kringlin singled hard to left, and then Lawson a double in the right field corner. Gone 3-0 on the last two hitters. Now here's a 3-0 pitch. That is over for a strike. Mitch McIntyre was uh, one for five yesterday, had a couple of RBIs, doubled in the right center field alley. As Ornito from the stretch looks back at Clawson, uh, Renward second, and a little one hopper. Ornito bobbles, comes up, can't make the play. Everybody's safe. Ornito came off, tried to short hop that ball. It was in his glove, and then it kind of popped out of his glove. Yeah, tried to throw it too soon. Lifted his head up before he had firm grasp of the ball. That's just a continuation. Ornita right now has lost a little bit of the composure we saw in the first inning. Well, that'll be an error on Ornito. And now the coach coming out to have a little chat with his uh, starter as the Cougars have uh, put the first four guys on base. They've scored two here. Still nobody out. Runners at the corners. And uh, Casey Jacobson. BYU third baseman will uh, come to the plate. Casey, uh, two for five uh, in yesterday's game. And then he'll be followed by Kobe Kelton in the top of the order back to Anderson. You know, momentum is so important in this game. The little things matter a lot, attention to detail, but you can create or destroy momentum either on the offensive or defensive side. In this case... You see Ornito come out and throw really well the first inning. Makes Hale look, you know, pretty, makes him reach on a slider that was a nasty pitch. But then he kind of loses focus and leaves two balls up, and the next thing you know, you've got nobody out, two runs have scored, and men on first and third. Jacobson steps in. And Ornito from the stretch, and he'll score a bunt. Bunts down the first base side. And the pitch is foul. Casey uh, had a good look at that pitch, but just got a just uh, burn that foul down the first base side. And that's too bad. That was a squeeze right there. Absolutely, that was a really good call by Coach Littlewood. Keep the pressure on. Get out of the double play possibility. All Casey needed to do was keep that ball fair. Well, Don's double play depth in the infield. And here is the 0-1 pitch from uh, Ornito. Jacobs hits this ball hard at the second baseman. He's got it. The second for one, the return to first in time for two. Cougars do score the run as Jacobson grounds into the 6-4-3 double play. Well, and that's too bad because that play call that Coach Littlewood made for BYU was, was spot on. That's exactly what you want to do. Had that ball been fair, this inning still going on. Kelton steps in. Kobe, uh, one for five, had a two-out single that drove in a run in yesterday's game. Kobe Kelton, one of the uh, new breed on this team, along with McIntyre, a couple of freshmen getting starts. And the first pitch over for a strike. This is uh, Kobe's third start of the year. This is his 15th uh, plate appearance. And he swings and misses at the breaking pitch. And count now 0-2. Isn't it funny, Brent, how Arnita 
kind of loses it there, and you can just kind of feel things going south. And then all of a sudden he throws a ground ball, gets a double play, and he's thrown two pitches just like the good ones he threw threw in the first inning. Pitch outside to Kelton. Another one of those small momentum shifts that just keep going on back and forth from one team to the other all nine innings. Been three hits in the inning. There's been an error. Cougars have scored three runs. And Ornito's pitch, Kelton swings and misses. And the Cougars are retired here in the second. They got three runs on three hits. There was an error. Nobody left on base. We are through an inning and a half. Cougars three, Don's nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Riley Helen steps in for San Francisco. We go to the bottom of the second. There's a ground ball just past Jacobson into left field. So on the first pitch of the second inning, Helen singles to left. And that will bring uh, Brady Bate to the plate. Brady Bate, 252 average on the year, has a home run and uh, eight RBIs. Senior out of Spanish Fork High School, uh, went to Mesa Community College for two years and uh, has been here with the Dons. As Bate steps in, nobody out. Top of the second, Cougars leading, or bottom of the second, Cougars leading three to nothing. First pitch to Brady Bate, curveball over for a strike. Bate, uh, two for three in yesterday's game. As he will step back in, here is the 0-1 pitch. Ball hit down to Jacobson. This could be two on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. 5-6-3, or 5-4-3 double play. And that was the first double play BYU's turned in this series so far. That was just nicely done. Jacobson, uh, easy play for him. Yeah, nothing prettier than that, is there, Brent? Two men out, and uh, Jack Winkler, third baseman, steps in. Get a ground ball at third baseman, fields it cleanly, fires to second, over to first. Winkler takes a pitch over for a strike. And the really good part of that is all of a sudden you've got two outs. Winkler is a freshman out of Littleton, Colorado. There's a ball hit right up the middle through for a base hit. So Jack Winkler with a two-out single. Rogers' pitches right now are not bad, meaning he's not leaving them up in the strike zone, but he's leaving them in the middle of the strike zone. He's got to start throwing those pitches not just down but inside and out, and he's got to start changing speeds a little bit. You notice there that those last three balls – Timing for San Francisco is a little bit better. They're starting to pick him up. Straight stuff. Got to start changing speeds a little bit. Matt Campos, he is a sophomore. A Pahu, Hawaii native, will step in. Campos, 5'10", 180. Hitting 263 on the year. And the first pitch up high, ball one. We're in the bottom of the second. Cougars leading this one by a score of three to nothing. Cougars uh, scored all three of theirs in the second on three hits. And here is the pitch. That ball's hit to Sneeman deep in the hole. No play for Sneeman. That'll be another base hit. So the third hit of the inning by San Francisco, all singles. 
Runners at first and second base, two man out. And Aaron Ping, second baseman, comes up. But, you know, on this turf, like we see at the Cougar Ballpark, it really does jump. They're actually putting some water on this turf before the, the game began. They've got a, a dirt mound, but uh, might make that ball skid through a little bit quicker. Yeah, you're exactly right, Brent. I think Schneeman could have probably gotten to that ball, but it doesn't make any sense because he didn't have a play at second or at first. Let it go through. Let your left fielder get involved. Here's the pitch to Aaron Ping. Ball fouled straight back. Don't run the risk that as you lean forward and you're diving for that ball, you boot it and kick it a little further, and all of a sudden you create a bigger problem than you, you need to. Rodgers has got to throw this, these pitches inside and out. He's leaving too many balls right in the heart of the plate, even though they're down. A little too easy to hit. 0-1-1, here's the pitch to Ping. He checked his swing but went around 0-2. Plenton umpire didn't ask for any help there as he saw the, the pitch. So three hits in the inning by uh, San Francisco. The double play really got the Cougars out of a bind, and now they're trying to get that final out. As Ping steps back in, uh, Aaron 0 for 3 in yesterday afternoon's game. That pitch is up high for ball one. That was a waste pitch with an 0-2 count, but... You know, I don't like waste pitches so much anymore. I think a pitcher loses his focus when he all of a sudden starts thinking, I can, I can waste a pitch or two and still come back. I think you need to stay real assertive, aggressive, and go right at him, even if you're up 0-2. Here's the 1-2 pitch. That's up high. That hit him. Two balls, two strikes. I think it did clip him, but he said he didn't get out of the way of it. That's so a good call, man. Uh, two and two. That's a good call by my Rappahorst. Ping didn't do a thing. He just kind of let his shoulder stay there. At least, you know, at least do a little you know, acting you know, if you want to go to first Going base. back to your comment about a waste, I think a lot of it depends on the pitcher also and what type of pitcher you are, what kind of stuff you have. Swinging strike three. Ping goes down on strikes. And the Cougars retire the Dons here in the inning. No runs, three hits. No errors, two runners left. We're through two complete Cougars, three Dons, nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Brandon Anderson steps in for BYU. He flew out to right field his first time up. Brennan was one for four yesterday, and Ornito's pitch is down low, ball two. When you look at Ornito's stats on the year, 23 walks in those 80 innings, but hasn't had near the command here today, Jeff, as he's fallen behind, uh, you know, several of these Cougar hitters, and they've uh, they've made him pay. That pitch is outside ball three. You know, we commented between half innings. We said after the first inning, Ornito looks really good. I mean, if he's if he's going to throw like that. For any given number of innings through five, six, seven innings, he's going to be tough. And then he then he started making some mistakes. 3-0 pitch over for a strike. Brennan, uh, 287 average coming into this afternoon's contest. Uh, here in St. Mary's, the only two schools that don't have lights, well, and Pepperdine in the conference. And, of course, we were at St. Mary's last weekend. And uh, so a uh, bunch of afternoon games the last two weeks for the Cougars. Anderson walks, and that will bring Schneeman to the plate. Uh, Daniel struck out his first time up. 
Daniel Sneeman, the junior out of Chula Vista, California, 245 average coming into the ballgame. Good at bat by Anderson right there. Very patient. Forced Arenda to come back with more strikes. Sneeman flies one down the left field line. That will be out of play. Just foul into the Cougar bullpen area. It's 3.30 down the line here. The wind is blowing, but not nearly. I, th- I don't think, Jeff, what we saw yesterday. It's uh, no, calmed down right. since the start of this ballgame, but still blowing out to kind of right down the left field line. Not as strong, but there's still, you know, that nice little breeze. Quick throw to first base, and uh, Anderson uh, back in. Uh, Brennan, five steals and seven attempts this year. You the big game going on in the conference right now. Pepperdine is at St. Mary's, and that game uh, no score through two. Both the uh, first and second place teams right now for the uh, in the West Coast Conference. Uh, unbelievable. Last uh, week, uh, St. Mary's uh, was in fifth place going into the week. They swept the Cougars, and they ended up in second place after the weekend was done. Been quite a year in the West Coast Conference. Everybody kind of beating up on each other. 0-2 to Sneeman. Pitches up high for a ball. That bunt attempt Sneeman made just a minute ago, another really smart play. I like that call because you're in a position where no one expects a bunt with a man on first base. Sneeman runs good and runs from the left side. Too bad that ball's not fair. A whole different scenario. One-two pitch, Sneeman swings and misses. Anderson will move up to second base as the ball got away from the catcher. So it wasn't a sacrifice, but the the runner did end up in scoring position now. We'll just consider it a mock sacrifice, right? Sneeman uh, strikes out on the curveball. It kind of spiked in the, the turf here, and Campos just had a hard time coming up with it. You know, Brent, a point you made at the end of the last inning was that it depends on pitchers whether or not they like or dislike waste pitches. You see some pitchers who are just aggressive all the time. Other pitchers like that kind of reprieve where they come back with a waste pitch. I think the former is always more productive. One man out, and uh, Brock Hale uh, steps in. Brock uh, struck out his first time up, and now he calls timeout at the plate right before Arendo was going to come and deliver to the plate. Anderson kind of bouncing around out there at second base. Had a huge lead. Second baseman uh, Ping trying to keep him a little bit close, but uh, Anderson, good lead (laughs) as Hale steps in. And here's the pitch to Hale. That's down low, ball one. One of the things that I'm impressed with by Hale is he learns from at-bats really well. You'll see him get fooled by a breaking pitch in one at-bat, and then he comes back his next at-bat, and it's almost like he's determined to get that same pitch and hit it hard somewhere. We'll see how he does after seeing a nasty slider in his first at-bat where he struck out. Pitch to Hill is a curveball down a little bit low. Two and all the count. Cougars, uh, Brennan Anderson walked the lead off the inning. He moved up on a, on a wild pitch on the strikeout to Schneeman. Cougars trying to add to their 3 to nothing lead here in the top of the third inning. 
Ornito better be careful here. He leaves the ball up. Hale's going to hammer it. 2-0 the count. And the pitch to Brock Hale is high and tight with first base open. Being very careful, careful with Hale with uh, Favero due up next. Nate's had five hits and six plate appearances in the series. So he has uh, swinging the hottest bat. He's hotter of, than five. Uh, of the year for him this year, for <laughs> he's, sure. Is, uh, he's looked great. pitch. Hale giving the green light. Swings and misses. Kenny threw a breaking pitch to Hale. Hale up there swinging. He was swinging uh, from the. He was. He was going after it. He was kind of shaking his head. He knew he had swung at a ball. Now here's something interesting. What will Arnito come back with now? He's got to come back with that same breaking ball down and away. Here's Ornito's pitch, three and one, over the inside corner. Another breaking pitch, and the count goes full three and two. I've never seen Van Rappahorst with such a generous strike zone as he is this game, Brent. Have you? He's yeah. usually pretty yeah. tight. Yeah, he normally has a pretty small zone. Ornito with the three, two. If I'm Ornito, I throw a breaking pitch and give him first base and hope he fishes. Here's the pitch ball hit hard right at the shortstop. Perry's got it. He'll throw Hale out for out number two. So he came all the way back from 3-0 to get uh, the dangerous Brock Hale, and that will bring Nate Favero to the plate. Pitching coach out again to talk with uh, Ornito. He's asking him if he's okay. He might be seeing something we can't see right now. Short follow-through. I wonder if he might be hurt. Matt Heiserman is uh, shown as the uh, pitching coach. And he's talking to Ornito Pierce. Everything okay? He'll return to the uh, dugout. And that will bring Favaro up with a runner at second base. Big shift on for Favero, second baseman, uh, ping way back in shallow right field. Shortstop just about right over the top of the bag at second base. And Favero steps in. He singled off the wall his last time up, and he hammers this one deep right field. Right fielder looking up. This ball is out of here. Home run for Nate Favero. Jumps on the first pitch. That's Nate's sixth hit of the series, and the Cougars have increased their lead to 5 to nothing. That pitch was up. In fact, it was it was up so much, I didn't think he'd get much of a bat on it. I didn't he think he'd hit get it out. that part to it, but, boy, he got to it quick, and he hit it out quick. But a big, towering home run to right field. So, Favero with a two-run shot. Cougars lead 5 to nothing. There's a, uh, a ribbon up there. The... As we mentioned, 300 feet right down the right field line, and there's a ribbon that you got to hit it over, which is 36 feet above the fence, so it's about 46 feet up there. And Favaro hit one over the ribbon for the home run. And, you know, Bray, a good description is a ribbon, but it's hard. What they've tried to do is duplicate the yellow fencing that, you know, is six, eight inches on the top of the wall. Pitch is down low ball, too. But it... It didn't come out quite right. You know, it, it looks more like a thick piece of ribbon well, with a little weight to well, it. Well, it's, it's, you know, 
I mean, phys- you know, from a physics standpoint, it would be tough to do that as Kringlin hits the ball hard. But right at the center fielder, he'll be there and make the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired. They got two more in the inning on one hit. No errors. And Favero's first home run of the year. Cougars lead 5-0 as we go to the bottom of the third on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jonathan Allen will lead off for San Francisco. Bottom of the third, Cougars leading 5-0. First pitch, curveball over for a strike. Allen squared to bunt, pulled the bat back. Leadoff hitter's got seven home runs, 30 RBIs. He is the left fielder for the Dons. And here's the 0-1. There's a ball grounded foul down the first base side. Allen grounded out his first time up. Favero's first home run of the year. That's surprising. Top of the inning had, uh, I think, seven last year, but first time he's connected uh, and got it out of the ballpark. Two good pitches by Rogers. That pitch uh, came in and hit Jonathan Allen. Yeah, on the 0-2 pitch. Tried to bust him inside, a little too far inside. Absolutely and totally unnecessary. You go up 0-2 in the count. This doesn't make any sense to give a free base on balls when you're up 0-2 and can fish with him on the outside part of the plate. Villaroma steps in. He uh, grounded out to Sneeman his first time up. And here is the first pitch to Villaroma. Bunted down the third baseline. Great bunt. Jacobson up. No play. Base hit. Boy, perfect bunt laid down by Villaroma. And the Dons with runners at first and second base. Nobody out. And Michael Perry coming to the plate. Can't bunt it any better than that. It's well executed. Too far towards third base for the catcher to come out and snatch it really quick, turn and throw to first base. And too far for the third baseman to come in and grab it and make a slinging throw across the infield to first base. Michael Perry now steps in with runners at first and second base. Perry singled his first time up. Hit it past to Jacobson at third base. Jacobson uh, was playing like it was a bunt defense. Now now, uh, Hayden Rogers hits another batter. Hit him right on the leg, and the bases are loaded here for the Dons. Well, it seems odd that Hayden can go from showing really good control and keeping the ball down. In fact, first hitter this inning, he throws two really good breaking ball strikes and then comes back and hits them. that hitter on the next pitch and now hits another batsman. just doesn't make any sense. Cougars Blake Inouye quickly down to the bullpen. As Puskarich will step in, he flew out to right field his first time up. Bases loaded, Cougars back in the infield. And the first pitch from Rogers is fouled over near the Cougar dugout for strike one. Rogers, uh, no strikeouts in the ball game. 70, uh, he's thrown 51 innings this year. He's given up 77 hits, 27 strikeouts as the senior out of Mesa, Arizona, trying to work out of this jam. Here's the 0-1. That's outside a ball and a strike. Hayden's kind of got to let things go right now and start thinking, focusing again on throwing the ball down in the strike zone. 
One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch from Rogers. Up high for ball two. This is where you've got to get gritty. Bases loaded, nobody out. Got a five-run lead. The last thing you want to do is two hit batsmen give it away. Timeout, Sneeman, the uh, shortstop for the Cougars, is going to come in and have a little chat with Hayden. Uh, They might be uh, giving Inouye a little more time. I know Coach Littlewood said in the pregame he'll he'll be quick with Hayden. When he has lost it this year, he's lost it quickly in a hurry. Two balls and a strike. Here's Rogers' pitch up high again, ball three. Trying to guide the pitch a little bit too much now instead of just throwing naturally and just letting it go. Three and one. Miskarich steps back in, pitches over for a strike, three and two. Big pitch right here for the Cougars, Hayden Rogers. Biggest for Rogers today. This is going to either make or break him. 3 2 the count with the bases loaded. And here's the pitch. Outside ball four. Rogers has hit two batters, walked a batter. And he has a bunt single also in the inning. And uh, San Francisco scores their first run. And that will bring Riley Helen to the plate. He singled his first time up. Mike Littlewood out of the dugout. And uh, he will make his way to the mound. Well, the inning started out. Uh, Jonathan Allen was well behind in the count. And Rodgers came in and hit him. Then the bunt single by Villa Roma. And then a, a hit batter of Michael Perry. And then another walk. And all of a sudden, and that's going to be it for Rodgers. We'll take a two-minute break. And be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Blake Inouye brought into the ball game for BYU as he will uh, take over for Hayden Rogers. Inouye this year, uh, this is his 18th appearance, one win, five losses, 5.72 earned run average. Inouye has thrown 39 innings for the Cougars. He will be brought on with bases loaded. The Dons have scored one here in the inning. They've got uh, bases loaded, still nobody out. And uh, Hayden Rogers, uh, boy, just faced, uh, really struggled. Just kind of hit a wall in the third inning, huh? Two hit batters, a walk, and a bunt single. And Riley Helen will come up. Helen singled his first time up. And Inouye's first pitch is a little bit outside, ball one. That's a pretty good-looking pitch. Blake Inouye, 39 innings pitched, 31 strikeouts, 12 walks on the year. And here's the 1-0 pitch, ball fouled back. Into the screen. I like the way Inouye's going right at him. Two fastballs, hard fastballs outside part of the plate. Set the hitter up. Now you come back with a fastball on the inside part of the plate and down. Or you throw a breaking ball, start it outside, bring it back in on the outside corner. 
One ball, one strike. Pitch to Helen, fouled off. Off-speed pitch. Uh, Helen uh, fouled it off, and the count uh, now one and two. Good change of speed right there by Inouye. Brady Bate is the Don that is on deck here. As Helland steps back in, here's the one-two pitch. Ball fouled off again, fastball, and Helland just kind of poked at it. Stayed alive. Another good pitch by Inouye. His fastballs are not in the right spot height-wise or a little bit up, but he's throwing them on the outside of the part, outside part of the plate, a little off the plate, maybe two inches, but too close to let go. One-two pitch. Inouye, another pitch fouled straight back. Well, that pitch was too good. That's down the heart of the plate. He's got to throw that pitch down and away. So count remains a ball and two strikes. Dons with a run in the inning. This is where Inouye wants to keep the ball down and get a ground ball. Nice ground ball would be right back to him. Home to first, keep another run from scoring, and have two quick outs. Pitch is fouled off again. An off-speed pitch, and Helen uh, got a piece of it. Cougars five runs on four hits. Don so far one run on five base hits. As Helen, the left-hander, steps back to the plate. Again, one-two pitch, ball fouled off again. Up and <laughs> off the, you just wait for that to land somewhere on the field. The last one hit Kloss uh, in the catcher, and that one missed him by about a foot just right out in front of him as it came off the screen. I'm surprised how many balls go off the back screen and land right in front of home plate. That tells you the hitter's on it, fouling it straight back. In a way, he's got to throw this pitch down. Here's the one-two. That's up high, two and two. Inouye is doing a good job staying ahead in the count. Now he's gone even at two-two with nobody out. Very important that he keeps the ball down. If this guy's going to hit him, he wants to, you know, make him earn a good hit by hitting a fastball or a breaking pitch down in the zone. But don't give him something up. He can hammer. Here's Blake's two-two pitch. Ball fouled off again. This one over near the. Uh... Don dugout. So Riley Helen, the junior out of Camarillo. The DH was 0 for 2 uh, yesterday, but uh, he's making Inouye really work here. I think that's yeah. the ninth or 10th pitch that Inouye has thrown to Helen. Inouye has thrown a lot of strikes. 2-2 pitch. Ball grounded out toward Favero. He's got it. That is a foul ball. So Helen again will return to the plate. That was an excellent pitch by Inouye. Breaking ball down. Helen had no choice but to try to go after it. All you can do is chop it into the ground for an easy ground ball. I'd throw that same pitch again right here. Just make sure you keep it in the bottom half of the strike zone. 2-2 pitch. Ball hit up the middle. That's going to be through for a base hit. One run scores, another run will score, and the Dons with three runs in the inning. Cougars' lead has been cut to two. 
Ball not hit hard. Again, I think it was great off-speed pitch, and Helen just stuck with it. And just yeah. a little looper into center field. Yep. Helen giving some credit for sticking with it. That pitch was off-speed. Weight was out in front, but he still managed to get the barrel to it and hit it up the middle. Seemed like that ball went from his bat up the middle of the center field in about 15 seconds. Yeah, it, it took, took a while. So long. Just past the glove of Schneeman. Brady Bate will step in. Still nobody out here in the inning. As uh, Bate grounded into a double play his first time up. And Bate squares the bunt, pops it up. Clawson's going to get there, make the catch. So but, but Bate, unable to execute the bunt, popped it right up. Right up over the top of Clawson, and he threw the mask off, looked up, made the catch for out number one. Clawson was ready to fire to some base. Good thing he checked where the runners were because no throw was necessary. Both were too close. He's always ready to throw to a base. Yeah, I worry about that <laughs> once in a while. Jack Winkler now. He singled his first time, singled right up the middle. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Good speed by Inouye. Got to keep that ball down. I'm starting to get tired of hearing myself say that, Brent. But No balls in heavens, the strike. You just can't leave those balls up when you've got a 5-1 lead. Ball fouled down the third baseline. And the count now 0-2 on uh, Winkler. He'll be followed by Matt Campos. The Dons on the strength of uh, two hits, a bunt single, and a, and a two-run single by Helen have uh, scored three in the inning. And the pitch is just off the plate, one and two. Another good pitch by Inouye. I just start inching that ball back in towards the black on the plate. Tough ball to hit. Here's Inouye. From the stretch. And the 1 2 pitch is uh, down low. Two balls and two strikes. Seventh guy to come to the plate here for the Dons as uh, Aiden Rogers uh, knocked out in the inning after hitting two batters and walking another guy. Fly ball. Kringlin going back and left. He is there and he will make the catch for the out. So two men are out. And that uh, left field uh, line, I went out there, and it, it, it goes out pretty uh, sharply. To you, hit it in, you hit it in the gaps here, and you've got to earn it. And yep. that ball was hit pretty well, but uh, Kringlin able to run it down just short of the track, two men out, and, this and Matt time, Campos the hitter. This time of day, even routine balls to left field, you've got to have glasses on, and you've got to really stay with it. Tough to track. Two men out as Campos will step in. Matt, uh, he singled his first time up. Don's with six hits here in the ball game. Two of them here in this inning, and uh, Campos takes the pitch outside, ball one. You know, that pitch in a way made to Heller was not that bad of a pitch. Had good speed, right off speed on it. Heller just stuck oh. with it and kind of floated it up the middle for a two-run that pitch gets away from uh, Klaus. He's able to pick it up in the count now 2-0 and on Matt Campos. 
You know, another thing, Brent, about this field with such a short backstop and short side parts is that if you're a runner on base, you really got to follow the leader. You can't just be taking off because what a guy on second base sees and what a guy on first base sees is totally different. 2-0 pitch, ball fouled off the right side. Well, you're right. Uh, so many different angles and, and things that can happen here in the ballpark. And as we've talked about, uh, our zero foul ball territory, basically. Third base coach uh, shaking hands with guys in the dugout. Same thing at the first base <laughs> side. It's, uh, it's a very unique uh, situation. That pitch is over for a strike, two and two. And, you, you know, I go back to Helen's really fantastic at bat by Helen. I mean, yeah, you think of credit. all the pitches he fouled off and, and, and in a way, hanging right there. Yeah. Threw some great pitches. That was mano y mano. The both guys doing their very best. Now they've got a slight advantage, but only because he hit it in the right spot. But 2-2 two, two pitch, fly ball, out of play down the right field side. As we mentioned, our uh, – Home plate, uh, where we are, we cannot see any of the right field corner. Press box here behind home plate, kind of a foot or two below the surface of this field. Very unique uh, setting, no doubt about uh, uh, being close to the plate. Ball strikes. Swing and a miss. And uh, Campo strikes out. Dons with three runs. They got those three runs on two hits. There were no errors. Two runners left. We're through three. Cougars five. Dons three on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Cougars come to the plate here in the fourth. First pitch to Dave Clausen up a little bit high. Ball one. David Doubled in two runs his first time up. Hit one right down the line at first base into the corner. And the pitch that Clausen hit hard first baseman under the glove of the first baseman, Puskarich. So Clausen with a base hit, his second and his fifth of the series. Clawson. And that'll bring McIntyre up. Clausen can thank Puskarich for that. On this turf, that's an easy... One hop short pick for an out. He doesn't go down low enough, and the ball gets by him. McIntyre was on by way of an error by Orinda, the pitcher, his first time up. And McIntyre hammers one right at the right fielder, and he comes in, makes the catch for the out. Boy, McIntyre hit it hard. Bate had a little bit of a hard time out there, slid, caught it about shoe top level, and Almost doubled Clausen off of first base. Tough play for Clausen because it looked like he was going to catch it. He stopped, then it looked like he might drop the ball out there. Well, and he had to go farther than he probably wanted because if that ball is fielded on a short hop, you can easily throw him out of second base. Casey Jacobson steps in. First pitch is outside ball one. Well, McIntyre, a little unfortunate right there. Really hit the ball hard. And Bate, uh, the right fielder, made the play. Casey Jacobson grounded into a double play his first time up, uh, 4-6-3. Oh, there's a curveball that Jacobson uh, swings and misses. It's uh, spiked in the turf. 
Jacobson uh, definitely a uh, fastball hitter. Got to lay <laughs> off that pitch. <laughs> uh, that ball was about a 57-foot curveball. Ball and a strike. Pitches inside for a ball. Ornito. Eight wins, two losses on the year. 1.80 earned run average. The Cougars have touched him for five runs through the first three innings. There goes the runner. Ball hit up the middle. Second baseman unable to make the play. And the throw to first base just in time to get Jacobson. Whoa, that's that's they, a close they, they play. They started the runner, Clausen, on the hit and run. If they hadn't started him, that would have been a base hit. That would have been up the middle. But the second baseman covering the back got there, didn't field it cleanly, but had enough time to throw Jacobson out for out number two. You had a better view of that at first base than I did, Brent. I could hardly see it. Was it bang, bang? Was it close? Probably a step. He had, had, him. had him pretty good, huh? Kobe Kelton now steps in. Kelton struck out his first time up as Ornito from the stretch. Here's the pitch to Kelton, and that's outside ball one. It would be a big response for BYU right now to, with two outs and a man on second base scoring position for Kelton to hit one hard somewhere and answer back with at least one run. Get momentum back. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ball fouled up and out of play. Bounced all the way back into the field of play. uh, Out to the pitcher. Count of 1-1 to Kobe Kelton. DHing today for the Cougars. Uh, Kelton runs well. And here's the pitch. Kelton swings and misses. One and two the count. That's a good pitch right there by Ornito. Tough slider. Starts it on the three-quarter mark of the plate and breaks it off the plate. Looks like a strike all the way. Pepperdine has jumped out to a 5 to nothing lead over St. Mary's. That game in the third inning. Being played up the road in Moraga. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Ball gets away from the catcher. Clausen moves to third base on the ball that got away from Campos. St. Mary's has got to pick it up, don't you think? <laughs> we oh, need them to beat them. Well, I don't think it really matters between the, those two or those the top two. top two teams. It probably doesn't matter on that side. One with seven wins, one with eight. That's the first time we've seen at this point in the season so few wins, has, isn't it, yeah. Brent? Just everybody's playing at a certain mark. Kelton swings and misses at the curveball, goes down on strikes for the second time, and the Cougars retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We're through three and a half. Five, three Cougars leading San Francisco on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the fourth, Cougars up 5-3 over San Francisco. Cougars jumped out to a 5-0 lead after uh, 
two and a half, and then uh, Dons with three runs on two base hits in the bottom of the third. Aaron Ping will step in, the number nine hitter for the Dons. He struck out his first time up. Inouye has had pretty darn good command in his only first inning he's thrown here this afternoon. He's got to keep throwing just like he is. That one hit by Helen was really kind of a... First pitch line drive right at Schneeman. Off of Schneeman's glove into left field. And I'm not sure if that was... uh, Couldn't see it out of the sun. Looked like he had a hard time picking that thing up. Yeah, that's tough to judge with the sun and it balls bouncing around a little bit on you. It wasn't a really hard line drive. It was hopping in the air. E6. So that'll be an error, one of the very few we've seen on Steeman this year. Runner at first base and uh, Jonathan Allen. He has grounded out and has been hit by a pitch in the ball game. And he pops it up. Casey Jacobson, third baseman, going back, and he is able to make the catch. Boy, battling that wind all the way. Jacobson ended up on his back as he made that catch. Wind and the sun. That's a tough play right there. What I can't figure out, though, is the wind is blowing almost straight left field, and at the very last minute, a gust must have caught it and brought it back towards second base. That was a tough play. One man out. And Villa Roma, who had the bunt single in the last inning, he's a one for two, will come up. First pitch over for a strike. And that's exactly what Inouye wants to do, start every hitter off with a good first pitch strike. Give himself a little bit of an advantage. Pitchers always need to throw from ahead in the count. Throw to first base, and uh, Aaron Ping... Back in safely, uh, Ping with uh, two stolen bases this year. This team likes to run a lot. They've got 52 stolen bases on the year. Curveball drops in for a strike, 0-2. Another good pitch by Inouye. Not only did that ball have good movement on it, but he took a lot off it. Changing speeds is going to be his key right now, his key to success. No balls, two strikes, pitches popped up. Playable, uh, Brennan Anderson at second base is under this one. He'll make the play for the out. So two pop-ups after the uh, error. Two men out, and Michael Perry will come up with a runner at first base. Perry is single and been hit by a pitch. He scored one time. You know that two-run single by Helen is really not a good indication. Inouye is throwing the ball pretty darn well right now. That last pitch was a little bit up in the strike zone, but he took something off it. As a result, had the hitter off balance. And away from the stretch, here's the pitch to Perry, and that ball's fouled straight back. Up off the screen and uh, lands out in front of the mound. In a way, he says, I'm not going to go get that. <laughs> it's eight first feet base away coach, from him. <laughs> first base coach has to run in and get it. In a way, he says, hey, listen, I'm in a groove right now. I'm not disrupting the flow. I'm, I'm focused. Another throw to first, and uh, Aaron Ping again back in safely. Cougars five runs, four hits. The Dons three runs on six hits. Dons have committed a couple of errors, and the Cougars won. They did uh, reverse that uh, decision on the 
on the uh, ground ball off the bat of Clausen. Instead of a base hit, they went air on their first baseman. Fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Inouye's not throwing the ball with a lot of velocity right now. But as long as he hits his spots and throws to the right locations, he can get away with that. Here's the 0-2. Ball line foul down the right field line. So still 0-2. Cougars uh, bullpen down in the uh, left field corner. Can't see it from here. Definitely can't see the Dons pen. As we are at Benedetti Diamond here on the campus of the USF. Cougars won uh, last uh, night's ball game by a score of 9-2. And they're ahead here 5-3. As we are in the bottom of the fourth inning. Bright sunshiny day here in San Francisco. Cougars uh, will... uh, Finish up here tomorrow afternoon and head to Stanford Tuesday contest. That ball's lined down the right field line. That is a foul ball. Boy, Perry again just going the opposite way. That was close to being extra bases. Yeah, in a way, he's got to keep the ball away from up and away to Perry. He's got to come back now with an 0-2 count and throw something nasty on the inside part of the plate. And if I'm Clausen his catcher, I want him to take a little bit off of it. Keep it down, but take a little bit off. Get his weight balance a little bit forward so he can't put a good swing on it. Strike three called. Came back with a curveball. Gets Perry looking for the third out. And the Cougars, in a way, retires the Dons in the inning. No runs, hits, one air, one man left. We're through four. Five free Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. Anderson steps in. He is uh, 0 for 1 today. Flew out in the first and uh, walked and scored in the third, and he swings and fouls a pitch off. A ball and a strike to Brennan, the captain out of uh, Draper, Utah. Been pretty much a fixture at second base uh, throughout his career for the Cougars. He really has been, hasn't he? He's been a steady, reliable second baseman. One pitch is a slider that drops in. One and two the count to Anderson, Sneeman on deck, and then uh, Brock Hale. That was a tough slider, a good pitch by Arendo. He's going to see that again. Anderson's got to be ready for that slider away, but react to the fastball. There's a pitch uh, hit out toward the shortstop. Gloves, it comes up, makes a a throw to first just in time. Shortstop uh, uh, had a hard time getting out of the glove, made a a bad throw, and Piscaric kind of bailed him out as he picked one off the turf for out number one. Top of the fifth, one man out. Cougars lead 5-3, and uh, Daniel Sneeman. He struck out twice in the ball game against uh, Ornito. First pitch to Schneeman down a little bit low, ball one. Ornito, eight wins, two losses, but very impressive 1.80 earned run average coming into this start. 
Uh, you can see where he's got good stuff. Sneeman fouls that one off. And he's got gets good it out. stuff, especially that slider he throws to right-handed hitters. He throws it on the outside part of the plate and down. That's really hard to hit. Arnito uh, holding opponents to a 165 average this year. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Sneeman. He takes that one down low. If I'm a Schneeman, a 245 average coming into the game. If I'm a hitter against Arnito, I'm I'm going to kind of keep track of how many. Schneeman fouls another one off. How many breaking balls, that slider especially, how many fastballs. I'm going to look whatever he throws the most of, and that's what I'm going to go hit. You start guessing against Arnito, and he'll, he'll outfox you because he's got good control of that slider down and away. 2-2 pitch up, pitch is buried about three feet in front of the plate. Campos, the catcher, knocks it down. Picks it up and uh, returns it to uh, his starter. That's another thing for pitchers in this ballpark, Brand. There's no reason to be afraid to throw the ball down, especially if you've got a good catcher who can block pitches. But even if it gets by, it's not going to hurt you much. 3-2 pitch, uh, Sneeman fouls that one off. <laughs> Rolls back out to the pitcher. Again, uh, very little foul territory here. The entire ballpark is netting all the way around it, about, what would you say, 60, 70 feet high. There are very few balls that get out of here. Foul balls or home runs. This is a self-contained ballpark. Sneeman pops it up. Left fielder Jonathan Allen is there and makes the catch for out number two. The Cougars, bring Hale. the Cougars have got to really focus again and get gritty tough. They do not want Ornito to get in a groove now and find his way back. They did a really fine job in the second inning of taking advantage of him losing a little control and putting three runs up. Same thing in the third when they put up two. But right now he's starting to get back into a little groove. First pitch to Brock Hill, slider over for a strike. He's throwing that slider about two out of every three, maybe four pitches, half the time. Hale struck out in the first, grounded out in the third. And Ornito's pitch to Hale is fouled off. Another slider. That's a tough pitch. He's throwing it in the right spot right now. Two men out, top of the fifth. Cougars with three in the second, two more in the third inning on the Favero two-run home run. I don't think Arnito can throw a fastball by most of the BYU hitters. Pitch is uh, just off the plate. A ball and two strikes. He's got to rely on fastballs in the right spot, usually right on the black part of the strike zone. And he's got to come back with that slider, and that's what Hale should be looking for right here with a 1-2 count. Pitch to Brock is uh, down low for ball three. That one again got through the catcher, Campos. And back to the screen. Kringlin's making a habit of chasing down foul balls that bounce around behind home plate. <laughs> he's a ball retriever. 2-2, ball fouled, straight back. 
Now that was a slider right there, Ornito threw that was not in a good location, and Hale was all over it, got on top of it just a little, but that was a mistake right there by Ornito. He cannot afford to make that mistake against a good hitter like Hale. 2-2, Hale takes that one off the plate. Three and two the count. Fans don't like that, but that's a fastball a good four inches outside off the plate. Hale steps back in. Two men out, nobody on base. And Ornito's pitch is down low ball four. So Brock with a two-out walk. That'll bring Favero up, who's the – he has been swinging a – talk about a hot bat. Uh, Favero six hits in seven plate appearances. Has three RBIs in the series. Hit his first home run of the year his last time up. Arnito's having some second thoughts about what he's going to throw to Favero. Favero, first, last time up, just took a pitch up in the zone. Might have been out of the zone and just hammered it over the right field wall. Fastball. Arnito from the stretch with Hale at first base. And here's the pitch. Curveball down low, ball one. Now Arnito's lost a little bit of his rhythm. He walks Hale. Throws a first pitch ball to Favero. Favero, if he's patient here and doesn't swing at anything out of the strike zone, is going to put Ornito in a tough spot, kind of losing a little bit of his control. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's outside, ball two. Good take by Favero. Well, Ornito remembers what happened the last time up, oh, and yeah. uh, he's, he's you know being really careful with Favero right here, both pitches off the plate to start him out. We'll see if he comes back now with his best pitches, with, which is that slider down and in. Pitch to Favero. That ball's oh. hammered well foul, <laughs> but that's out of the ballpark also. But just, uh, just a little ahead of that one. I wonder at what point Ornito and his catcher decide that throwing a fastball in to Favero is not a bright idea. And he's seeing that fastball in and just Tomahawk hammering it really good. Here's the one-two. Favero swings and misses. Looked like a pitch might have been off the plate a little bit off the outside corner. Nate was guessing right there. Thought he was going to see something on the inside part of the plate. Got it away, but had committed already. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. And here is Ornito's pitch. That's down low, ball three, and Brock Hill's going to get a stolen base as he went on the 2-2 pitch. Brock's seventh steal of the year. He's the leader in steals also on this team. What else? There's There's nothing he can't do. (laughs) That's right. We've run out of categories. (laughs) And that was a good call by Coach Littlewood. Why not? 2-2 count, man on first base. Favaro's been hitting pretty good. Get Hale in scoring position. Now Favero can do some damage, the kind of damage that changes everything. Three balls, two strikes. Now a Cougar runner in scoring position. And Ornito, who uh, really takes a lot of time on the hill between pitches. Yeah, he works slow, real slow, doesn't he? Long look into Campos has got the sign. And here is the 3-2 pitch. 
That's outside ball four, so with first base open, he didn't want a whole lot to do with Favero, and that will bring Kringlin up. Kringlin has singled and flown out in the ball game, one for two. Ornito made that one mistake on an inside fastball that Favero hit hard foul. But then he came back with three follow-up pitches all on the outside part of the plate, not giving him anything he can use his power to pull the right field. Kringlin's got to shorten up and score a run here with something that matters. Ornito's first pitch down low for ball one. It's funny to watch Ornito, Brent, when he gets out of sync his delivery changes. Instead of having a strong right push off with his right hip, right knee, he gets lazy and starts to just take a short little step. Keaton, a 293 hitter this year for the Cougars. A big two out opportunity here for the left fielder. And he hammers one left field base hit. Rock Hale around third base. They're going to try to score him. Here comes the throw, and Hale scores, and Kringlin. Big two-out RBI, and the Cougars have increased their lead to 6-3. to three. A pair of walks by Ornito have been the trouble for the Dons here in this inning. I tell you, the Cougars, BYU has done a really good job of taking advantage of whenever Ornito loses his focus. He leaves a couple balls up, and we get good base hits. That'll bring Clawson to the plate. Uh, David doubled in a couple of runs in the second. Was on by way of an error his last time up. As the Cougars score a run just on one lone base hit, still trying to put more on the board as uh, Tlaassen steps in. Mornito from the stretch, first pitch to Tlaassen is outside ball one. Cougar hitter showing good patience right now. You know, whenever you're hitting and you recognize that the pitcher is having a little trouble, whether it be with control and then when he comes back in with strikes, your teammates have taken good swings and gotten some base hits. That's when you come to the plate and you make sure you only swing at strikes. Good patience, good discipline. Pitch to Clausen is fouled over into the uh, dugout area of the Dons down the first base side. Well, St. Mary's has jumped back. It's now 5-4 as they make it interesting up in Moraga. Clawson just fouled that ball off his shin, but because he's a catcher, he doesn't feel that. So he's back in ready to hit. Ball and a strike. And Ornito looks at second. Here's the pitch to Clawson. That is down low for ball two. Arnito's having trouble finding the strike zone. Even the ball that Clawson fouled off was down and out of the strike zone. Of his last seven pitches, six of them have been, been balls. The only really good pitch he threw, Kringlin's stroke to left field. Two balls and a strike. Clawson fly ball right field. Right fielder Bate coming in. He is going to be there, get under it, and make the catch for the out. So Clawson flies out to end the inning. The Cougars score a run on a hit. No errors. Two runners left. We're through four and a half. Six three Cougars over the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the fifth. Six three Cougars leading the Dons. Ross Puskarich will be the hitter. He is a 
flown out and walked in a ball game. He walked with the bases loaded, so he picked up an RBI, his 32nd of the year. First pitch is outside, ball one from uh, Blake Inouye. Inouye came in in the third inning in relief of uh, Hayden Rogers. Has done a good job for the Cougars here in this outing. Ball hit very well, deep left field. Kringlin going back, looking up. This ball is out of here. Home run by Piscarich. His fourth of the year. And he draws the Dons back uh, to just a two-run deficit as he rounds the bases. In a way, left that ball right in the heart of the plate and up in the strike zone. Piscarich did not have much trouble pulling that ball to left field, hitting it a long ways, enough for a home run. Cougars uh, now have Bo Burrup uh, making his way down to the bullpen. As Riley Helland, he's two for two, really had the critical at bat of the day for San Francisco. Just continued to foul pitch after pitch off and then got the single up the middle to score two. In a way, he's got to stay within himself right now, too. He uh, made one bad pitch. That's not a reason to start to try to overthrow or get too crafty. Pitch is fouled up and out of play. One of the things you learn when you're managing pitchers is when they get hit hard, like especially after a home run, they always react. There's kind of a, an emotional reaction. So keeping them calm, and one way to do that is instead of having them throw fastballs, have them come back with an off-speed pitch to kind of get them tempered down a little bit. Here's the 0-1 pitch, and that's up high. Because Inouye has not thrown his fastball hard enough to throw it by anybody right now. And if he doesn't hit his spots change speeds, guys are going to hit hit the ball pretty hard. Here's NOA's 1-1 pitch. That's up high for ball two. Riley Ornito has uh, thrown 92 pitches through five innings, so he's uh, probably a little bit on fumes also. He's going to run out of gas pretty soon. Pitches up high for ball three. Three. <laughs> Is that four or ball three? four. I thought it was ball three. So Hillen with a walk. And that will bring Brady Bate to the plate. Uh, he has uh, grounded into a double play and popped up on a bunt attempt that uh, Clausen made the catch on the pop up. Nobody out here. Bottom of the fifth, the Dons with one run across. And the pitch from uh, Inouye is up I'm high for ball one. And Mike Littlewood out. Yeah, if I'm Clausen now, coach is coming. But Clausen's, you got you got to go out and settle him down. Every pitch is flying up high out of the zone. So Littlewood out. Uh, Burrup, not sure if he's had enough time to get warmed up out there. Just made his way to the bullpen. The one ball and no strike count is uh, Clausen, Littlewood, and uh, Inouye having a long chat. Yeah, Inouye's got to start throwing strikes down in the zone. You have a feeling right now that if he loses a couple more up in the zone, guys are going to hit him pretty hard. Got to slow things down a little bit, take a deep breath, and Throw down in the zone. Throw to the bottom half of the plate. One ball pitch. That ball's fouled straight back. 
ball, that pitch he just threw was still too far up. Hitter took a really nasty swing at it. Bates steps back in. 1-1 the count. There's a pitch. It's uh, just a little bit inside for ball two. Blake, in a way, has only made a couple real mistakes. They both hurt him pretty bad, but he shouldn't be discouraged or get himself a little mopey on the mound. Just come back and throw good pitches. 2-1 pitch down low, ball three. So, in a way, after giving up the home run, uh, walks Helen. Now he's gone uh, three and one on bait. Jack Winkler, third baseman for the Dons, is on deck. And here is Inouye's pitch, swinging strike two, three and two now. Really good pitch by Inouye right there. Might have been his best fastball in four or five hitters. He threw it right to the correct spot. Three, two, here's the pitch. Popped up, foul, out of play. So the count will remain full with a runner at first base, Riley Helen. The key right now is BYU has no one out. He's got to get a ground ball here and catch up and create a little momentum. 3-2 pitch fouled off again off the right side. Cougars leading this one 6-4 as we play the bottom of the fifth. Cougars with three in the second, two in the third, one in the fifth. San Francisco with uh, three in the third, and they uh, also scored here in the fifth on a home run. And here's a 3-2 pitch ball hit into right field, base hit by Bate. Runner will advance to third base, so there will be runners at first and third. Nobody out for the Dons. Bate just went the opposite way with that pitch and hit it in a big hole over there by Anderson. And we were playing extremely tight up the middle there, trying to get a double play on something hit flush up. But big gap right there. There's a lot of room to hit a ball safely. Winkler will step in now. He has singled and flown to deep left field. So tying runs on the base pass for San Francisco. And Winkler, right-handed hitter, steps in. First pitch. That was a good slider, knee high, for a strike, and ball is overthrown by Clawson. But Anderson, backing up the pitcher, makes the play. Cougars back in the infield, willing to give up the run for the potential double play ground ball. Jacobson about even with the bag at third base. Rivera holding the runner at first. And the throw to first, and the runner back in safely. Shadows starting to creep across the field here at uh, Benedetti Ballpark, uh, just over the first base line. That'll be an issue for the hitters here uh, over the next couple of innings. Here's the 0-1, popped up in the infield. Sneeman, no, Jacobson calling everybody off. He makes the play for the out. 
Two men down and Matt Campos, who was singled and struck out. We're going to have a pinch hitter for Campos. Uh, 27 for the Dons is going to come in. That is R.J. Cordero. He's a junior out of Santa Barbara. Transfer from uh, Yavapai College. Cordero will come to the plate. He's had 102 at-bats this year, hitting 157. He's had 16 hits. And the Cougars are going to bring Old Burrup into the ballgame. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. bring Bull Burrup into the ball game and the uh, Dons are going to make another change. They're going to bring a right-hander in. Robert Emery. We saw Emery in yesterday's ball game as he had an at-bat and uh, was 0 for 1. Runners at the corners. Two men out. The Dons have scored one here in the bottom of the fifth. Cougars leading 6-4. to four. Bull Burrup this year for BYU, uh, two wins, two losses, a 6.12 earned run average. He's thrown 32 innings. This is his 21st appearance, second on the team to Parkinson in appearances. As Burrup uh, called on here with uh, runners at the corners and Emery coming to the plate. Emery will step in. He's had 36 at-bats, hitting 139 on the year. Has five hits. One of those hits was an extra base hit, a double, and has one RBI in the year. And as I mentioned, 0 for 1 yesterday in pinch hitting roll. Emery steps in. He is a sophomore. And the first pitch from Bull Burrup is fouled off straight back for strike one. Bo Burrup, 6'5", 220, big kid. Pocatello, Idaho product. Junior for the Cougars. He is a big kid, isn't he? He's a presence on the mound. Emery will step back in. Sounds about hit. The Cougars 8'5 in the game. There's a ball hit right to Jacobson. He's got it. He'll go to second. 4-1, return to first, in time for the double play. Bull Burrup gets the double play ground ball, and the Cougars get out of a jam here in the bottom of the fifth inning. 5-4-3, great, great pit by Favero. Yep. One run, two hits, no errors. One man left on. We are through five, 6-4 Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Mitch McIntyre will lead it off for the Cougars. He'll be followed by Jacobson and then Kelton. As we go to the sixth inning, Cougars up 6-4 over San Francisco. Riley Ornito is still on the hill. This will be his 93rd pitch of the year, and there's a bunt down the third baseline that will roll foul. They're going to stick with Arnito as long as they can, Brent. They don't have anybody they feel any better about competing, especially with his record. 
he kind of got himself into a little bit of a better groove in the last inning in the top of the fifth against BYU. The Cougars strike right now. He'll run out of gas a lot sooner. The ball's one strike to uh, McIntyre. Pitch is hit hard at the second baseman. Aaron Ping's got it, and he'll throw McIntyre out. Now Bo Burrup came on, got the ground ball that was turned into a double play. Jacobson to Anderson over to Favera, who had to dig that one off the turf. Yeah, it was a nice to complete that eight. one. Awkward hop, not a short hop. In between that and a middle hop. First pitch to Jacobson is outside. Ball one. Jacobson has grounded out twice. Both times to the second baseman. First time was actually a double playground ball, and the last time up was 4-3 put out. There's a fastball over for a strike, one and one. And the wind's picked up a little bit, blowing a little harder from right field straight to the flag at the pole in left field. Here's Ornito's pitch, and that one is on the inside corner of fastball. That was a good pitch by Ornito right there. Last two pitches to Jacobson have both been really good. Here's the one-two. Jacobson swings and misses. Ball dropped by the catcher. He's up with it. He'll throw to first. Not in time as the ball got past the first baseman. New catcher, uh, Robert Emery, just unable to catch that strike. I don't think it hit the dirt. I think it just came off his glove. And Jacobson, heads up, saw the ball get past him and hustled down to the bag at first base. Big play by Jacobson to just get going. Force a rush throw by the catcher. Not even close to the first baseman. Went down the right field line. That'll bring uh, Colby Kelton to the plate. Kelton will step in, but first a quick throw to first base. Uh, Jacobson back into the bag safely. Kelton has uh, struck out twice in the ballgame against uh, Ornito. And here is Ornito's first pitch to Kelton. Ball hit hard. Third baseman gloves it, throws to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. So the Dons turn two. 5-4-3. Cougars retired here in the sixth. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no one left. We are through five and a half. Six-four Cougars over the Dons on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Aaron Ping steps in. First pitch up a little bit high from Bo Burrup. Burrup faced one batter. Got him to hit into an inning-ending double play. To end the fifth, Cougars uh, hanging on to a 6-4 lead. There's a fastball over for a strike. Good pitch by Burrup. Fastball outside part of the plate. A little above knee high. 1-1 pitch. There's a showed bunt. Took the pitch outside. And the count now goes to two and one. I thought that was a pretty good pitch that Burrow just threw. 
I don't know how far it was off the plate. It looked like a strike to me. 2-1 pitch. Ball hit out to Sneeman. Got it. Long throw to first. In time. Great play by Sneeman as he robs Aaron Ping of a base hit right there. Had to go deep in the hole. Came up and with that strong arm was able to throw him out. Awful pretty. And he knew exactly how much time he had. Nice play by Daniel Schneeman. You could see him sliding there and getting his feet planted. You can't. Pretty tough to teach that. That's just more of an instinct type thing. First pitch to Jonathan Allen is up high ball one. And without his feet in the right position, he can't fire off a good crisp throw across the infield to first base. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and that's uh, down low to Allen for ball two. When Ping hit that ball, I thought it was for sure base hit. Schneeman also gets really good jumps on balls hit to his right. 2-0 pitches, foul down the first base side. I'm sure you've commented on that before, Brent, but he goes to his right really well. Most shortstops can go to their left. That's no big deal. They look for that big hop coming across the infield, fire to first base. 2-1 pitch, fly ball. Kringlin in left field is there, and he'll make the catch for out number two of the inning, and that will bring uh, Villaroma up to the plate. Uh, Villaroma grounded out in the first, bunt single in the third, and popped up in the fourth. What a difference in an inning when a pitcher comes out and starts off with strikes instead of getting behind in the count and creating that terrible feeling about not knowing what's going to happen because it could be a walk. Burp's done a good job so far. First pitch, shows bunt, takes the pitch a little bit outside. They brought Jacobs and third baseman well in. Villaroma left the... Lay down a perfect bunt, his last up, and there's a ball hit into the gap in left center field. McIntyre over, and we'll get it back in. So Villaroma singles with two men out. And that will bring uh, Michael Perry to the plate. Just we are in the bottom of the six, 6-4, six, Cougars leading. Perry is single, has been hit by a pitch, and struck out looking his last time up. And Burrup uh, throws to first and keep the runner close. I saw a play the other day, Brent. Uh, first baseman pitcher went to pick off runner at first base. The first baseman was not, didn't have his feet in the right Ready? position, playing way out in front of the bag, making it a short throw from the mound. Pitch is down low for ball one. And the announcer, the game announcer, said, you know, that's a little odd that where he's playing. And two innings later, the pitcher threw over again, had the guy clearly, but because the first baseman was playing so close, you know, instead of having one foot and his right foot on the bag so he can come back and make a sweep tag. One ball pitch is fouled straight back. Oh, it hit the uh... camera, didn't it? Yeah, the camera holder and knocked it, uh, knocked it loose. One ball, one strike to count. That knocked the protecting covering, so it's just uh, hanging loose there. Stronger tape. Yeah, they need to need tape it up again. Tape. They've got some tape on it. They got to retape it. 
Ball and a strike. Burrup needs an out here. Pitch. Get out of this inning. That's down low ball two. Perry, a 342 hitter with uh, seven home runs, 37 RBIs. Burrup's got to throw him outside. Doesn't want to give him fastballs in. 2-1 pitches, grounded foul down the third base side. So the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. And look at how they're playing this hitter. Jacobson is playing him tight down the third baseline, and Schneeman is playing him a little bit towards second base. Big gap in the six hole. Pitch is fouled out of play. Nate Favero's first home run of the year for the Cougars in the third. And the Cougars uh, hanging on to a 6-4 lead here. Two men out, bottom of the sixth inning. And Michael Perry, the hitter. Ball hit pretty well. Kringlin, long run down the left field line. That ball is a foul ball. Just right off the base of the wall at the 330 mark. That ball hooked a good, what, yeah, Brent, well, 35, well, 40 I, feet? It, from... it hooked a ways, and it had some uh, the wind helping it. I think if it hadn't hooked, I think uh, Kringle would have been there to make the catch. Yeah, he was awful close. That would have been a, a big out for the Cougars to get out of the inning. Burrup's got to keep and make these pitches really, really good. 2-2 count, doesn't want to go to, this is an important pitch for him so he can avoid going full count. The throw to first and the runner back in safely. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. And here's the pitch from Burrup. Ball hit right at Schneeman. Daniels got it. He'll throw the ball to Anderson in second for the force. And the Dons are retired here. In the sixth, we'll go to the seventh. 6-4 Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Brennan Anderson will step in for the Cougars as we go to the seventh. Arnito still in the ballgame for the Cougars, or for the Dons, well over the 100-pitch count, although he did have a quick inning here in the sixth. They've got a lot of trust in Arnito, letting him go this long with those pitches. The one that ball's fouled up and out of play. Brennan quickly behind in the count, 0-2. Cougars with three in the second, two in the third, one in the fifth. You know, Brent, that one run in the fifth may prove to be a lot more valuable than we thought back then. A couple of walks and the big two-out RBI single by uh, Kringlin. As Anderson hammers one down the right field line, that ball is going to be a fair ball, I believe. It is a fair ball. Anderson around first base, and he'll end up with a double. As we said, we can't see where the ball's going when it's hit in the in the, down the right field line, but you can see it was going to be a fair ball off of the screen, only 300 feet away. And Anderson leads things off here in the seventh with a double. 
big, good piece of bat work by Anderson. You know, the only way I can tell is by watching the hitter as he runs. He can he gives us the clue as to whether yeah. or not it's going to be fair, good, a single, or a double. You can watch the hitter. You can also watch the umpire. And umpire that time got a little bit out of my view as he was yeah, I couldn't see running down to make, make the correct call. So Sneeman will step in. Daniel, two strikeouts and fly out in the ball game. And here is Sneeman, and he f- towers one to right field. Right fielder Bate going back. He goes up. It's off the wall, and that ball lands in behind Bate. And Anderson is going to score, and Sneeman with a triple. And the Cougars now lead 7-4. to four. Bate went back, trying to deke, I think, Anderson a little bit like he had it all the way, but it just off, uh, you know, out of his reach. Yeah. Back-to-back extra base hits by the Cougars, and they lead now 7-4. to four. And at the very last minute, he went to the wall, bait, and tried to make a gallant, you know, big jump. Pretty close to catching that ball, but it clanged up in the air, which allowed not only Anderson to score, but Schneeman to get to third base. And kind of lost it after yeah, he yeah, didn't Yeah, had catch a hard it. time after it caromed off the wall. And by the time he picked it up, uh, Anderson easily scored, and Sneeman standing at third base with a triple. Yeah, and Villa Roman was a long ways away and couldn't come over and help him find it after he lost it, after it banged off the wall. That brings Hale up. Dons bring the infield in. You know, the left side of that infield, not very comfortable right now with Hale no. up there. No, you better you better put your <laughs> cap down, and if you haven't got your glasses and a little bit of a sun issue right now, too, for those guys. The uh, mound in bright sunshine, and then it goes turns into shade right in front of the mound as uh, Hale didn't pick that one up very well. Pitch spiked in the dirt, but he went after it. Owen won the count to Brock Hale. Winkler right now, the San Francisco third baseman's on high alert. Pitch to Hale is down low. So shortstop, uh, Michael Perry, he's in. He's playing way the in the six hole. Second baseman also uh, shaded over toward the bag at second base, but this is a big opportunity for BYU. Nobody out. Hale at the plate, the number three hitter with Schneeman on third base. Awful. Arnito uh, fires the pitch and uh, Hale. Checked the swing, took a pitch. You know, on this kind of turf, I'm not sure I totally agree with the infielders playing in this far. They're too close. The ball jumps so much off this turf that I think you're just setting yourself up for balls to get past you. Too close. Ornito just threw a heck of a pitch, took a lot off a straight fastball, probably only about 68, 70 miles an hour. Here's the 1-2 to Hale, fouled over near the... Dugout area of the Cougars. <laughs> Got past the netting into the dugout. As we've just seen some of these uh, crazy bounces. Just saw one here in the ballpark off the wall there. Both by Anderson and Schneeman going the opposite way. Even with all this netting, you're so close to the hitter. There's still a lot of danger. <laughs> you know what? It's like everybody away. One, two. Hale hits the ball into right field. Base hit. Picks up an RBI. Cougars lead eight to four. Went the opposite way. Hale's first hit of the day on his third RBI of the series. And, Brent, you just saw something that good hitters know how to do. And it might be the end of uh, Ornito. But Hale has not picked up 
Ornito very well. He's not, you know, been right on him. So instead of trying to look fastball in, he waits, adjusts, and hits a ball to the fourth hole. Hits it pretty good for a base hit. Coach Giertano out. Uh, they'll go to the bullpen. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for San Francisco, number 40, Brendan Jenkins into the ballgame. Jenkins, 6'4", 230, senior out of uh, Pleasanton, California. Just across the bay here up in the San Francisco area. So Jenkins, big kid, kind of short arms the ball. Kind of an interesting uh, delivery. Cougars uh, top of the order doing it. Anderson's double, Schneeman then triple, and then Brock Hill. Knocked in another run. Cougars have increased their lead now to 8-4 to four over the uh, Dons. And uh, Nate Favero will step in. He is 2-for-2 two two on the day with a home run, two RBIs. 6-for-7 in the two-game series so far. And Brock Hill at first base. Favero will come to the plate. Jenkins for San Francisco is a big pitcher. He's a big kid, 6-4, sturdy looking. Senior will get the sign. First pitch to Favero is a fastball. Swing and a miss by Favero for strike one. Greenland is on deck. Nate's got to make a little bit of an adjustment. They found, especially since he's been on a hitting spree, that he likes to hit and can't hit the inside stuff. Now he's got to go opposite field with balls thrown away. Here's the 0-1. Down low, ball one. Because he's going to see stuff low in the zone, down and in, but he's going to see pitches on the outside part of the play. He hit a ball yesterday, Brent, that slash he hit to left field. Just hit the tar out of that, and left field's wide open now. He should look for an outside pitch, do the same thing. One ball, one strike down low. Cougars have done in this series what they haven't done the last month and a half or so, and that's answer get, back. Get base hits with guys in scoring position. And yeah. Eight runs on eight hits, that's pretty good productivity. Pretty good. You know, and they, they answered yesterday was big when they jump out to a lead and then San Francisco scores, but they fought right back. 2-1 pitch, up balls looped foul down the right field line by Favero. You wear a team out when you score and take the lead, and then they score, and then you come right back and answer with a couple more runs. They might score one, you come back with two. Well, you think about it, and then on the mound, the key pitch was by Burrup, the, the exactly, ground ball double, double play. play. Where San Francisco was threatening to cut the lead down. There's a ball hit up the middle. Second baseman's got it, throws the short for first. And the throw to Favero for the double play, 4-6-3 double play. But that, when that ball was first hit by Favero, I think it was going to get through. And then we all of a sudden realized that the shortstop and second baseman were squeezing second base, had him played absolutely perfect. Kringlin steps in. Keaton is two for three on the day with an RBI. You know, Brent, that's another thing I've noticed the last several years is that scouting reports on teams are much better than they used to be. We've seen in this series, just in these first two games, that first pitch to Keaton is over for a strike. But especially San Francisco has robbed BYU of probably five hits because they're playing out of position but in the right spot. They've really made some shifts that have proved to be valuable. 
Here's the 0-1 to Keaton, and that's a little bit low. A ball and a strike. Keaton is a much better hitter when he's a little more patient and doesn't get too aggressive swinging at first pitches. 1-1 pitch, that's up high for ball two. He's had a lot of success with that, but unless you see that first pitch that is just a fastball, so good, right what you're looking for, usually better to go a little deeper into the count, put the pressure on the pitcher. Pitches off the plate, three and one. Good eye by Kringlin right there. Ball's only about two or three inches off the plate outside. He sees it good, lets it go for a ball. Three balls and a strike to the Cougar left fielder. Here's the pitch. That's inside ball four, so a two-out walk to Kringlin, and that will bring Dave Clausen to the plate. Sometimes when you score a couple runs, the hitter who comes up next is so anxious to keep the rally going that they get over-aggressive and swing at pitches out of the strike zone. That was a really good at-bat by Kringlin because the pitcher... Jenkins tried to get him to swing at balls out of the zone, and he didn't. Now he's on first base with a walk. Clausen will step in. He's got a double today and has knocked in a couple. David now uh, 10 RBIs on the year. Flew out to his last time up to right field. You can feel a little of the wind out of the San Francisco sails, can't you, Brent, with Ornito out of the game now. BYU scoring in this Pitch to Clausen, good slider over for a strike. BYU scoring a couple runs already. Gotten real quiet all of a sudden on the USF side. But this is where BYU has to just get nasty again. Base hit up the middle, David's second hit of the ball game. Pepperdine now leading St. Mary's 9-4, bottom of the sixth. Good piece of hitting right there by David. Didn't try to do too much. Didn't try to hit the long ball. Try to put a big old giant swing on it and hit it to the net at right field. Stayed within himself. Got a pitch he could handle and hit it up the middle. It's the right thing to do. That brings McIntyre to the plate now. Mitch uh, will step in against uh, Jenkins, the right-hander, and uh, he hits the ball hard right at the second baseman who's got it. Throw to second for the out, and the Cougars are retired. They got two runs. They got those two runs on uh, four base hits. No errors. Two runners left on. We are through six and a half, eight, four Cougars over the Dons on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. Scarich will step in. He homered his last time up. Solo shot. His fourth of the year. And the first pitch from uh, Bo Burp a little bit outside. Ball one. Now the 1-0 is over for a strike. Scarich, Helland, and Bate do up here in the seventh. Cougars leading 8-4. Both teams with nine hits in the ball game. And Burp's pitch is a, a little bit inside for ball two. Important for Bo Burrup right now not to walk the first hitter. His objective should be to throw good pitches. 2-1 pitch outside, ball three. And avoid anything free. He's got to come back with a strike now, 3-1 count. 
3-2. Base hit into the left field corner. Kringlin over. Will pick the ball up. And Piscarich with a double to lead off the seventh inning. Ball hit hard over the head of third baseman Casey Jacobson. Got down into the corner. Got there quick, didn't it? So the Dons with their leadoff hitter on. And uh, Riley Helland. He is two for two today with a couple of RBIs. Helen will step in. He is a uh, junior out of Camarillo, California, hitting over 300 this year, 307 coming into the ball game. Got to put a stop on these four, five, and six hitters. A ball hit uh, down the first baseline. That is a fair ball. Piscarich will score, and Helen with a double. So back-to-back doubles to lead off the seventh. And the Dons answering right back here. That'll bring Brady Bate to the plate. Brady Bate uh, is one for three today. Singled his last up to the right side. And the first pitch to Bate, down low, ball one. Burrup's got to get back into a good rhythm here. Not let the first two doubles back-to-back get to him. Just settle in, get back to throwing good strikes. Ball fouled straight back. Did that hit off Van Rapport's hit, yeah, hit the, calf? Hit, yeah, hitting back on the back <laughs> of the leg. Oh, you need shin guards on both sides here. <laughs> <laughs> and a chest protector for your back. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That ball hit down to Jacobs, and he's got it on one hop. He'll throw the first for the out. Good play by Casey as he looked that runner back. One man down. Good pitch by Burrup, too, to take a little bit off that. Had him out in front. Weak ground ball, third base. Winkler steps in. Jack Winkler single in the first, flew to left in the third, and popped up to uh, Jacobson his last time up. And here's Burrup's first pitch, a bunt attempt down the third base sign. That's foul. No balls and a strike to uh, Jack Winkler, the freshman out of Littleton, Colorado. 6'2", 180-pounder with one home run this year, 13 RBIs. And Winkler flies one to right. That's going to be a base hit. Got a chance. And they will hold the runner at third base. He had to hold just a moment to make sure Hale didn't make that play. Three hits in the inning for the Dons. And Robert Emery, catcher, will step in. And Helen, the base runner for San Francisco right there, did a, had, a, had a terrible read on that fly ball to right field, uh, especially where he was standing at second base. He should have seen that Hale wasn't going to get to it. That was an easy score for him. But because he got such a late jump, still on third base, that was big. Runners at the corners. Emery coming up. He uh, grounded into a double play his only time at the plate as he came in to pinch hit. Burrup, uh, first guy that he faced. And Mike Littlewood now out of the uh, dugout. 
And with a right-hander up there, this might be it for uh, Bo as uh, Coach Littlewood work, makes his way out to the, uh, the mound. Going to have a little discussion here what his catcher has to say. Yeah, he makes the move to the pen, and uh, we'll get a new pitcher for the Cougars. Uh, We'll take a two-minute break and be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Drew Zimmerman into the ballgame for the Cougars. The uh, freshman had a fantastic year for BYU. Two wins, two losses, three saves on the year. This is his 20th appearance. 2.13 2.13 earned run average for Zimmerman. He's thrown 38 innings, given up 30 hits. Opponents only hitting 207 against the right-hander. So Zimmerman on to pitch. The Dons with runners at the corners. Cougars leading 8-5. One man out here in the bottom of the seventh. As the Dons have put one run across here on three base hits. And Emery will be the hitter, the catcher for the Dons. As he will step in. And Zimmerman's first pitch, good breaking pitch. uh, Checked his swing but went around 0-1-1. Good breaking ball, lots of movement thrown at the exact right location. Good time for a ground ball double play. No balls and a strike. And here is Zimmerman's pitch. There's another ground. This is a ground ball out to Sneeman. He's got it. Steps on the back, throws to first. And Emery grounds into the second consecutive double play. Good play by Sneeman. And the Cougars get out of the inning, giving up one run. 8-5 now through 7 on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Casey Jacobson steps in. First pitch up high, ball one. Casey uh, won for, uh, actually 0 for 3 today. Was on base after a strikeout. And the catcher couldn't handle the uh, strike three, so he's been on once, but he's 0 for 3 today. And Jacobson lines one right at the right fielder bait for out number one. Hit hard by Casey. Yeah, hit that pitch right, hit that ball right where it was pitched. I bring Kobe Kelton to the plate. Good job by the young freshman Zimmerman through two pitches and got the double play ground ball. Good thing about that, it limits his pitches. You'd love to see him finish his ball game out. Yeah. Plus, keep that pitch count down. They may need him again tomorrow, three days in a row. Kelton steps back in, and he hits the ball hard. Third baseman bobbles, comes up, throws to first, and the ball is a wild one. First baseman had to come off the bag as third baseman Winkler just unable to field it cleanly. So Kelton at first base on the air, third air of the game by the Dons, and that will bring the top of the order. Brennan Anderson doubled off the netting in right field his last time up. And Winkler did what you see a lot at this level of play. He makes a little bobble, but instead of staying composed, he tried to rush everything and made a bad throw. Both these teams, good defensive teams, both playing over the 970 clip, which is excellent 
for college baseball, but the Dons have committed three errors in the ballgame. And Anderson now with a 1-0 count. Brendan Jenkins pitches hit up the middle. Could be two on to shortstop's got it. Throws to steps on the bag and throws to first for the out. Fourth double play by this uh, Don infield in the um, the game. 8-5 as we go to the bottom of the eighth on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the eighth. Cougars leading 8-5. Aaron Ping will lead it off. He's 0 for 4. He's 0 for 7. The series has yet to get a base hit. First pitch from Drew Zimmerman. Slider over for a call. Strike one. So Zimmerman working in his uh, second inning. Pitches a little bit low for a ball. There's a that slider again. Drops in for a strike. Thrown in the perfect you know, spot. He's been as much as up to 94 this year, the young man. And uh, dynamic freshman. No uh, situation is too big for this kid as he's kind of turned into the closer for the Cougars. Pitches up high, ball two. Great composure on the mound. He's got the right disposition for a pitcher. You know, he looks like nothing can phase him. 2-2 two, two pitch, swing and a miss. Pitch in the dirt, throw down to first base as the ball uh, came up off the turf and Ping strikes out for out number one. That will bring uh, Jonathan Allen to the plate. Well, when you look at the key stats for a pitcher, especially a closer Zimmerman, they're only hitting 207 against him. He's only given up a couple of extra base hits this year. And uh, like you said, just has the demeanor out there that uh, he wants to be in this situation. Yeah, you want a pitcher who's emotionally even-keeled, even-tempered, doesn't let things bother him because you can't be a perfect pitcher. You know, you're going to give up base hits. Now, at certain levels, you don't expect him to walk people. Here's the 0-1 ball fouled off. Walk should be a rare exception. And, in fact, Brent, you know, over all the years, if we look at it carefully, pitchers who avoid walks are the ones that always have the best success. I mean, it's just a cardinal rule of baseball for pitchers. Don't give up walks. 0-2 pitch outside. One man out, bottom of the eighth. Cougars leading 8-5 here against uh, San Francisco. One game one uh, last night, 9-2. Uh, There's a good off speed, and uh, Allen swings and misses. <laughs> Zimmerman That's with a nasty uh, pitch. Zimmerman just that, threw. That was a nasty pitch. Two men out. And we are going to have a pinch hitter for Villa Roma for 36. Uh, you get behind. Yodovitich out of uh, Missoula, Montana, freshman. You get behind in the count on Zimmerman, and you give him room to come back with a couple nasty sliders like that. He's going to throw one of them really good in the right spot. Two men out. Yodovitich steps in. And the first pitch is uh, down low for ball one. We mentioned uh, Jovetich is a uh, freshman. Started yesterday's game. That pitch is down low for a ball. Jovetich, uh, 6'4", 215. 
Went to Big Sky High Schooler in uh, Missoula. Everything in Missoula is Big Sky. 2-0 pitch, a little bit low for ball three. Michael Perry is on deck for the Dons with uh, two men out. And here's the 3-0 pitch, and that is a little bit low ball four. Zimmerman just lost his focus for a minute there. He gets two quick outs, kind of knows he's in control, and then instead of just bearing down and throwing the same good pitches, he kind of just you just feel it. He just kind of got out of sync there, started off with two balls, then pressed a little bit through another one and walks the hitter on four pitches. Perry, arguably the best hitter on this team, steps in right-hander. First pitch is outside, ball one. Zimmerman has to be careful to parry right here. With an 8-5 lead, you cannot leave anything up in the zone and let him pound it down the left field line for a home run. Throw him down and away. Here's the 1-0, and that's well outside, ball two. So Zimmerman uh, struck out the first two guys he faced here in the inning. Now he's throwing six consecutive pitches out of the zone. And he's a little worried about Perry. He knows what's at risk here, and he's being a little too careful. As a result, he's behind in the count. Two balls, no strikes. Now he's got to come back with tougher pitches to throw for a strike because he certainly just can't come back in and pour in a fastball belt high. Puskarich is on deck. He has doubled and homered his last two times up. Pitch is down low, ball three. Well, you walk a guy here, and Puskarich steps in, and he's the tying run at the plate. Absolutely. Here's Zimmerman's 3-0. That's over for a strike. Yeah, this is this is not a good situation for a pitcher to be in right now. Best hitter on the opposing team's club, man on first base. Pitch hit pretty well. Left field. Kringlin looking up. This ball is out of here. Home run by Perry. His eighth of the year. RBI's number 38 and 39. And the Dons back to within a run now, 8 to 7. Yeah, you could almost feel that coming, couldn't you, Brent? Zimmerman got behind in the count and had to come back with a pitch that he left in the strike zone in way too good of a place. Perry just put a nice little easy swing on that and hits it easily over the 330 mark in left field. Puskarich now steps in. He is two for three on the day, and the first pitch is over for a strike. The Dons have out hit the Cougars 13-9. Cougars right now clinging to a one-run lead, and that pitch is outside one and one the count. Zimmerman getting through. Pitch is fouled at the plate. Through Puskarich right here, getting him to make an out is not only important to end this inning, but it's an important place to start the bottom of the ninth inning in the Dawn lineup. Here's the one-two. Swinging strike three. Zimmerman strikes him out. 
Don score two runs on one hit. No errors. Nobody left. We're through eight. Eight seven. Cougars leading the Dons on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. Hey Cougar Nation, it's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Daniel Schneeman steps in, fouls the first pitch off for strike one. Daniel tripled in a run his last time up, his 26th RBI of the year. So Sneeman batting from the left side, going against Brendan Jenkins. Cougars with a one-run lead now after the Don scored two in the bottom of the eighth on the home run. And Sneeman hits one pretty well. Left fielder going over. Long run, able to make the catch. Good play by Jonathan Allen out there. Four out number one. That'll bring uh, Brock Hale to the plate. Brock is one for three today with an RBI. His team leading 31st RBI. As Hale batting from the right side against uh, Brendan Jenkins. First pitch outside, ball one. Well, the Cougars have had to lead the entire ball game. Dons have been nipping at their heels, and right now they're just uh, making it close. Cougars with a one-run lead. That pitch is up high, ball two. Time for patience. Don't want to get too anxious here. Hale's got a chance to put himself in a position ahead in the count and then look for something good he can hammer left side. 2-0 pitch, fouls it off. 2-1. Cougars have won of the last 10 t- games these two teams have played. The Cougars have won nine. All conference games. They've uh, played the Dons very tough. Swept them last year in Provo. Took game one here today. There's a line shot. Left field. Brock Hill thinking double. Left fielder picks it up and will hold him to a single. So Hill with a one-out single. His second hit of the ball game. And that will bring Favero up. Nate's two for three. He singled and homered. Granted, him would double play his last time up. Good hitting by Hale right there. Way ahead in the count. Pitcher could have toyed around with him a little more, but had to come back and try to even the count. Threw a fastball right down the middle, and Hale just stroked it to left field. First pitch to Favero. Almost hit him inside for ball one. Cougars won game one here yesterday afternoon by a score of 9-2. to two. They banged out 18 base hits. Cougars now with 10 hits in this ball game as Favero will uh, step back in. Here's the pitch is down low Now B- ball two. BYU's getting a little help from the Dons. Jenkins having trouble finding the strike zone himself. The Dons in the bottom of the ninth will send uh, five, six, seven up. Helen, sure and Winkler, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure uh, that uh, Zimmerman will be on the hill for the Cougars. Nate needs to make sure that he doesn't give Jenkins anything by swinging at a bad pitch. 
he's going to have trouble finding the strike zone. Pitches down low, ball three. Brendan Jenkins, the reliever here for the Dons. So often in games like this, Brent, as it gets near the end, instead of pitchers throwing assertively and aggressively, they throw out of fear that someone will hit them hard. 3-0 pitch, that's over for a strike. So they avoid throwing near the plate, and all of a sudden they're behind in the count, 2-1, 3-0, then have to come back with something much too good. That's what Jenkins is doing right now, trying to get too fine. He's a little afraid that he's going to get hit hard. 3-0 pitch, and Favero hits his ball in the left field corner. That's going to be in for extra bases. Brock Hale around third base. They're going to send him. He's going to score on the Favero double, and the Cougars now lead 9-7 as Brock Hale going the opposite way, slicing away from the left fielder and hit it into the corner in Favero's third RBI of the ballgame. Favero did a heck of a job right there, being patient at the plate, getting ahead in the count. And then Jenkins throws him a ball on the outside part. And what really helped BYU right there was that the left fielder was playing way to the right, way towards center field. Couldn't even get close to that ball. So Kringlin with an opportunity here with two men out. Keaton is uh, two for three today. It's a big run right there for BYU. Kringlin with his 16th RBI of the year earlier in the game, and he swings and misses at a breaking pitch for strike one. Now the Cougars come back here and answer the two spot put up by the the Dons in the bottom of the eighth. That's a huge run for BYU. Gritty. Kringlin steps in. Gritty at bats by Hale and Favero. Pitches off the plate, one and one. Patience, get ahead in the count, and then make them pay. That was a couple good back-to-bat at-bats. Oh, Favero, has he been on fire or what this? Oh, heavens. Four hits yesterday, three today. He has seven hits in nine plate appearances. And he's hit several balls really hard, but three of the hits he's had yesterday and today are just kind of like in the right place at the right time, you know, out of reach, just barely where he needed to have him go. He's got four RBIs in the series, three here today, and that pitch is way off the plate. Two and one, the count. First base open. uh, Not sure if Jenkins, uh, both uh, pitches have been well off the plate to Kringlin. Yeah, he'd much rather get Kringlin to make it out than he would to have Clawson come up from the other side of the plate, the left side. But Kringlin's ahead in the count, got a good chance. 2-1, that's off the plate, ball three. And, Brent, there's that example again. Pitchers, are they get afraid. They're afraid to throw anything close to the plate. They'd rather give a guy a walk than they would let him hit him hard, let them well, you know, hit with, the ball hard. With first base open here, you, I mean, you set up the potential double play. And uh, Kringlin with a, a couple of hits in the ball game. Of course, all-conference performer last year. And they're going to walk him. Yeah. Pitches way up. So Cougars with runners at first and second now with one man out. And Clausen coming to the plate. Aaron Ping, second baseman for the Dons, in talking with Brendan Jenkins. I'd much rather avoid going lefty, righty, or righty, lefty this late in the game with even a man on first or second base. Well, you got a couple lefties coming up in uh, Clawson and uh, McIntyre. Absolutely. BYU's in the driver's seat right now. This is a 
a much bigger advantage for BYU. And, of course, we can't see the pen for SF for San Francisco. We don't know who's warming up and who throws from what side if they are warming up down there. David Clausen is two for four today. And the first pitch to Clausen is a fastball over for a strike. What's really important right here is that if Clausen does hit a ball on the ground somewhere, he's got a really burn down the first baseline and do all he can to avoid getting doubled up. No balls and a strike. Here's the pitch to Dave, and that ball's fouled down the first base side, and uh, Clausen quickly behind in the count 0-2. He doubled in two runs in the second, singled in the seventh inning, and he finds himself uh, down in the count 0-2 to... uh, Brendan Jenkins. As Clawson set at the plate, and here is the 0-2. That's outside for a ball. Clawson should be thinking, too, that if he doesn't see the pitch inside part and he does get a pitch he can see real good on the outside part, there's no reason why he shouldn't push it down the left field line. Just slash a ball down the left field line and watch guys run. One and two the count. Here's Jenkins' pitch, and Clausen big swing and a miss goes down on strikes. Four out number two, and that'll leave it up to McIntyre. Mitch McIntyre 0 for 4 today. Hit it hard the last time right at uh, Brady Bate in right field. So McIntyre steps in. Cougars have pushed one across here in the ninth to increase their lead to 9-7 to seven over the Dons. And now the uh, catcher, Robert Emery, out. Giving the defensive, defensive signals to the uh, infield. And McIntyre, the freshman out of uh, Twilla, Stansbury High School, will step back in. Here's the pitch to McIntyre, and the first one's over for a strike. Big at bat for McIntyre right here. Late in the game, man in scoring position, freshman. A hit right here does a huge amount for his confidence. McIntyre climbs back in. Here's the 0-1. Swing and a miss really late on that fastball. A little tardy on the swing. As they say, he needs to turn up his dial. Good fastball there by Jenkins. Maybe the best velocity we've seen out of this young man. Jenkins bent way over at the his waist. He's got the sign. And McIntyre fouls that one off. Down the third base side. Getting a little late on that swing also. Yeah, he drags the bat head through the strike zone really well, trying to look to go the other way. 
But in this situation, when you're down in the count 0-2, you just got to put the barrel to it no matter where it's at. little pop-up, shortstop, uh, having a hard time picking it up now. He's got it, makes the play for the out. Cougars are retired. They did get uh, a run in the inning on two hits. No errors, two runners left. We're through eight and a half. Nine-seven, Cougars leading the uh, Dons on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Riley Helen steps in for the Dons against uh, Drew Zimmerman. First pitch over for a call strike. Helen, Bate, and Winkler do up here in the bottom of the ninth. Cougars with a two-run lead as they try to win the first two games of this series here in San Francisco. And the next pitch is down low. A ball and a strike. Helen is a good matchup for Zimmerman. If Zimmerman can throw his slider down and in, that'll be nasty. Helen lines one foul. He's three for three today. He singled in the third, second and third, knocked in two in the third inning with a single, and then had an RBI double in the seventh inning. Helen needs really to, good at bat. Uh, yeah, he did. Helen needs to extend his arms. All fouled off. And the count now a ball and two strikes to Riley Helen. So strange to see a ball flop back into the infield and the hitter have to go out and retrieve it before the pitcher can throw his next pitch. It's just part of the beauty of the ballpark here. It's part of the nishiness of it. Right, I get it. Pitch is up just a little bit high. Two balls and two strikes. This is where Zimmerman's got to throw his best pitch, 2-2. Come back with his best pitch inside, little spin. Swing and a miss as he just blows Helen right away with a good fastball. One man out. Surprised him. He was looking for that slider in. That's the fourth strikeout by Zimmerman. And that will bring Brady Bate to the plate. Important first out, retired there by Drew Zimmerman. And the first pitch to Bate is a foul ball into the uh, bullpen area for the Cougars. Scattered all those pitchers. They didn't react too quickly. The ball was kind of slicing into them, and they <laughs> slow motion, I thought it was going to hit somebody. It was like they yeah. moved real slow. No balls and a strike to uh, Brady Bate. That was a breaking pitch right there by Zimmerman. There's a fastball. Blew that right past him. Zimmerman really picking the velo up a little bit here in the inning. Great pitch. Here's the 0-2. Ball hit right to Sneeman. Daniels got it. Throws the first for the out. Two men down. Cougars one out away from a win. Zimmerman took a little off that pitch. That might have been his best pitch this outing. Realized that he had to throw a strike to get ahead, and he came back with an off-speeder that was just right. Perfect spot. Pinch hitter. Jason Kresge, who we saw in yesterday's game, will come on to hit. Jason Kresge. And yesterday's game was one for three. He will bat from the left side. Two men out here, bottom of the ninth. Cougars leading 9-7. And Kresge will step in. 
First pitch, fastball over for a strike. Nice pitch by Zimmerman. Fastball down, knee high. Here's the 0-1. That ball's hit back to Zimmerman. He knocks it down, picks it up, throws to first, not in. Oh, they did get him. Got him by just about a half a step. Zimmerman knocked it down, had to go and retrieve it, and the Cougars win here by a score of 9-7 over the Dons and take the first two games of this series. A great job by the Cougars, and uh, we're going to send it back. We'll take a three-minute break. Be back with uh, postgame right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, uh, player of the game, Nate Favero, really the player of the of the series so far. Nate Favero today went uh, three for four with three RBIs. Nate got your first home run of the year. And yesterday, four for five with an RBI. And uh, uh, you must like this ballpark. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. You know, it's just kind of one of those things, just feeling good right now at the plate. Made a couple little adjustments. So, cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, boy, it looks like you're seeing the ball really well. It's it's a pretty unique environment here, kind of a cool little ballpark to it is. to. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it agrees with your game, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think uh, a few of us have taken advantage of the 300 out there in right field. A couple of balls off the wall. Even though they're singles, they might normally be caught, so... Tell us about your home run first of the year. Uh, when you hit it, do you feel like it had a pretty good chance to get out? Yeah. Um, I mean, here you got to hit it over the higher little, than you do far. So, yeah, yeah, lucky I got under that one a little bit. Kind of a long fly ball. But, yeah, I, I, you know, off the bat I knew it. knew it had a chance. So, Well, Nate, uh, tell us a little about I know you, uh, you know, haven't had quite put the numbers up that we saw last year out of you, but uh, but your RBI numbers are still there. I mean, you've been a good productive hitter, and, and it's been a little bit of a strange year for the Cougars this year, hasn't it? For sure, yeah. I think for me and and for other guys as well, um, I think hitting is a contagious thing, as we've seen this weekend. So yeah. I think when everyone you know, is up there feeling good, it makes it easier for other hitters in the order to do the same thing. I just think it's been kind of one of those years where, um, for some reason, yeah, like you said, we just kind of struggled up and down the lineup. But it's days like today that, you know, kind of kind of like last year. Yeah, it certainly, like you said, hasn't been uh, one guy or two guys. It, it's been kind of the consistency right. of everybody right. struggling. And uh, um, anyway, tell, uh, this year uh, with, with San Francisco, this is a team you've beaten 10 out of the last 11 times you've played them. Cougars like coming down here, like playing in this ballpark. And, and uh, how about Drew Zimmerman coming out of the bullpen? Looked awfully good today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's we've seen it all year. He's got some of the best stuff on the team for sure, and, and maybe even in the conference. He's uh, Yeah, he's, he's got nasty stuff. So when he's throwing strikes, I mean, it's, it's really tough to hit. So he's done a nice job. You know, the thing that's impressive to me is the Cougars have battled back after losing seven straight, nine of ten, coming back here, good attitude, and being ready to play and, and, and trying to finish off the year strong. Right, for sure. I mean, that's a thing that we've talked about. We just kind of – at this point, um, you know, there are other things that would have to happen even if we won out to yeah. be able to get in. But at this point, it's just kind of a, a personal pride thing, get out there and, and play hard, especially for us seniors that only have, you know, our games are numbered. So, um, yeah, we're just kind of got to find a reason to come out and play, and that's what we've been doing. Nate, uh, you've kind of bounced around a little bit this year from first to third, a little bit of DH, but mainly, and, and, and again, you've done a fantastic job defensively. I, I can't remember the last area you had. Uh, did, do you have preference of uh, first or third? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like playing third. I like making the throw. is always fun. You know, but sometimes it is nice to get over there at first. It's a little bit of an easier position. So, 
um, yeah, I don't know. E- either either's fine. Nice to have Jacobson back there who can really play defense. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's done. He's done a great job at third. He makes he makes the tough plays look easy. So. Well, uh, Nate, I know this is your senior year. It's been uh, great following you over these last few years. I know you've got a little brother that's uh, on his mission now that will be coming back and playing for the Cougars. So congratulations on a great career. Boy, congratulations on a great series so far. And let's go get that third game tomorrow. For sure. Okay. For sure. Thank you. you Appreciate it. Nate Favaro uh, with us here. And now we're going to be joined by uh, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And Coach, uh, good job. Uh, another nine-run uh, game for you today offensively, swinging the bats well. Favero, about as hot as you can get. They've only got him out twice uh, the, the first two games. And, boy, I just loved how your your guys came back after San Francisco scored and you, you just kept putting more runs on the board. Yeah, we, th- that was the key today. We answered. And, uh, you know, then when, when we would answer, we would have shutdown innings, and that was that was huge. I mean, I man, my heart goes out to, to Raj, <laughs> you know, to just – Love to see him break through, and um, there's not many going to be many more opportunities for him to do that. But I'd lo- sure love to see him break through and you know get into the seventh, eighth inning, which he hasn't really done this this year. But fortunately, Blake came in and got us out of the inning. That was huge. Uh, we're gonna, I mean, we're going to give him the win. He'll get the win in this yeah. game because I thought his his two and a third were were very very important. Not that Bows and Zims weren't there; they're equally as important. But when Blake came in, their dugout was going crazy, and and there was a lot of momentum against us. Bases loaded, you know, just it was a crazy situation. He did a great job getting us out of that. Um, but again, we played great defense. We, uh, you know, we we swung the bats and and pitched it okay, um, or better than okay for nine innings. I thought one of the, the biggest pitch of the game was uh, Burrup getting the the ground ball. Face the first guy yeah. he faces gets the ground ball double play and gets you out of that inning. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And, and uh, I knew Nino was gonna um, when he put the left hander up there. I knew he was trying to get us to, to switch to the pin, but they really didn't have many guys on their bench that are that are offensive threats that way. So it didn't matter to us. We on, we almost just kind of foresaw him going to that backup catcher um, and making that change. And I, and I thought it worked out great for us with Emery because he didn't have a great at bat yesterday and. Hit into a couple double plays. I mean, that was definitely key. Uh, no, no doubt, middle part of the lineup. Uh, Favero with three hits. Clausen uh, 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 had a hit. Uh, Hale with a couple of hits. Kringlin with a couple of hits. And, and just the middle part of that lineup just seemed like they came up clutch. Kind of like you said last night. Kind of feel like last year. You just kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, really. And, and today, the the top half of the lineup carried us. I think our, our bottom three hitters were like 0 for 13. Or I mean, they they, they had yeah. a rough day. Uh, hit, hit a couple balls hard. I mean, Casey smoked a ball to right center, and they did, that's we talked uh, previous uh, to the game that that's where they play. They play in the right center gap, and today that helped them on on Casey's ball. I think that's probably the, the only ball that helped him. It probably hurt him a little bit on a couple balls, um, and, and it hurt us as well on, on one ball. But you saw where it it doesn't kill you because it's uh, it's a single, you know, and yep. and so. I just I was really proud of Drew coming back too. He gives out the home run, then he gets a strikeout, and then one, two, three in the ninth uh, for a freshman to do that in these kind of surroundings when everybody's cl- real close to you, everybody's kind of you know that the dugout's loud, the fans are loud. Uh, they had a couple, you know, ten or twelve fans above their dugout that were on us a little bit, um, using some choice language. But you know that's what that's why it's fun and it's good to see a freshman step up and get the job done in that situation. You know, it's such an interesting environment here and and. I've had some players tell me that they're so close that it feels like the guy might be throwing 85. It feels like 95 yeah. just because they're right on top of you. Yeah. So in that way, it maybe helps the pitchers. But, you know, hardly any foul territory, like you said. You can hear every every comment that's said from yeah. the crowd. And so it's just a, it's, it's a very unique environment. Well, it's so close for people who have never been here. I mean, it's so close that 
when you're talking about like we had a couple we had a couple of their signs today and when we were talking about it i had to tell hey be quiet you, you can hear i can hear them talking in their dugout because it just reverberates off the off the brick wall and you have to be you have to be careful what you say and how loud you say it and how loud your dugout is and and uh, so it, it's really really interesting but i'm like you it was when i first came in here and obviously the field configuration is different yeah. now. The, the last field was kind of just trashy. Yeah, it, and was. it was just not you, a good field. You didn't like to come here, but this is really, really awesome. They've done a Nino, I think, designed it. Coach Giortano, and um, it's it, he did a great job. They, what I think, it's a eight or nine million dollar project. Yeah. I mean, it's a big time project, and they've used their space really, really well. Well, you've beat them ten out of eleven, so your your Cougars like playing here. I, I for, you know, it's weird. There's some places you don't like to play. For me, it's Pepperdine and St. Mary's. It's just like, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we haven't won there a whole lot. But um, when we play San Francisco, it feels comfortable. It feels like this is a place we can come in and win and, and be relaxed. And um, and speaking of being relaxed, I I just told Coach Herring after the game, like, this is it's almost bittersweet because this is our team, you know. And, and uh, people think I all year going, hey, we'll, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. We've just got to find that mo and – momentum and, and we'll get going and people are probably going yeah right you, you just stink but uh <laughs> we have a decent team and you know uh, we're showing it. it's a little late in the season but we're showing it now no doubt about it well coach hey we appreciate you coming by uh, congratulations on another win and uh, get to come right back out tomorrow and try to sweep the dons and uh and uh perona will be going for you tomorrow right yeah i think i think we'll start alex, alex. And, and see how he does it might be a little bit of a staff day and and uh you know i hope he can do exactly what he did against Cal uh, a couple Tuesdays ago and just throw throw a lot of strikes, throw three pitches for strikes, and get things done. All right, Coach, appreciate you coming down. We'll see you tomorrow at the ballpark. Thanks, Brent. You betcha. Cougars uh, win this one by a score of 9-7. to seven. Cougars, nine runs, 11 hits, and one error. And uh, the Dons, seven runs, 13 hits. And the com- Dons committed three errors. Uh, the win's going to go to Blake Inouye. And uh, the, the loss goes to uh, Ornito. Eight wins, three losses on the year. Save goes to Drew Zimmerman, his fourth of the year, three hours and two minutes. Attendance, 130 in the ballpark. And with uh, we'd like to thank uh, Cole Wiesinger. This is Cole's last uh, chance to be with us. He's been running the board back at the station, back at uh, BYU Broadcast. Appreciate all his great work, and uh, hopefully we'll see him down the road sometime. And I'd like to thank uh, Uh, Jeff Bills also for his great commentary tonight. With that, we'll say so long from San Francisco. Remind fans, we'll be back on the air tomorrow, 2 o'clock Utah time, for the third and final game of this series.